Good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to Squared Circle Society. I'm Flesh Wound Dan, joined by producer Todd. Good evening. Pugs Dread. Namaste. And our special guest of the evening, Slava Siderman. Slava, how are you doing? I'm really good. Uh, it's been a long week, but I'm great. It's Friday, finally. Yes. It is, it is. And, and for anybody unfamiliar, Slava, you are pretty much... Everything that this show is about, you've got the old school XPW wrestling background, uh, which we'll get into because we were all there uh, as fans back in the day. Yeah. You are an AVN Hall of Famer. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Congratulations. And uh, you also do horror. Yes. So everything that Flesh Wound Features is, so it made sense to have you on. Yes. Yes. You're already a friend uh, of the show without us ever talking to you, like legitimately. So, yeah, you're clear. (laughs) I I I deal in fake orgasms, fake blood, and real blood now. So there you go. I've actually made that comparison. Like pornography is just like wrestling with the physical act of it, like imitating it, but actually kind of doing it too. Cause like, it's still, yeah. And then also I try to convince uh, comedians, like it's also storytelling. So in, anyway, but yes, you're awesome. I love your field of work. And if you need an assistant, I right hear. <laughs> yeah. We, um, I, I did a few indie movies and we had an adult film set scene and I accidentally sprayed the actress in the eye with conditioner, which was supposed to be something else. And uh, that was pretty embarrassing. Get so. off my set. <laughs> <laughs> Hung my head in shame on that one. But uh, yeah, so so how did you find XPW back in the day? Oh, uh, gosh, it's so funny because I, I just saw a commercial on local television. It said uh, deathmatch tournament. I'm like, what is a deathmatch tournament? This was the first one back in 99 or whenever mm-hmm. the first one was. So I took my little brother to it. He was like 13 or 14 years old, not understanding what a deathmatch tournament really is. And then uh, we actually fell in love with, with it from the first show because it was a train wreck, especially back then. You didn't see death matches in the United States. Like XPW no. brought it to the United States. Um, and... So I was working on a TV show at the time. So I went back to the TV show and I told the one of the hosts who was a wrestling fan about it. And I brought him to the next XPW show. So he got to talking with Rob and Kevin, who was a general manager at the time, about doing some kind of collaboration because Rob did adult movies. So they brought Lizzie Borden in to the TV show. And that's how kind of like our connection started with with XPW and eventually adult. Um, it was literally from the de- first deathmatch tournament. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I it, It's funny in doing the show. I mean, we had Supreme on back in the day and uh, Homeless Jimmy, a lot of the OGs. And uh, uh, it's amazing just how much XPW touched so many people's hearts because yeah. you could buy the videos in Suncoast. And you know, yeah, it, it, it's, it, it's wild. Sam yeah. Goody. Yeah, it, it touched a lot of people even beyond, you know, California and New York. It was just something really special that I think in all our lives. You know, we, it was especially for West Coast guys. There were there was no because East Coast usually has majority of the indie wrestling and all the wrestling really. And uh, so to have something that was on that scale on the West Coast was cool because uh, on the West Coast we had. And, and PW Millennium Pro Wrestling, Rev Pro Wrestling, but then you're sitting with like 20 other people on the show, you know, and you're watching local guys, young guys 
wrestle. But then XPW comes around and starts bringing in ECW dudes and 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 actually men. You're watching men fight, kind of like XPW is now. It's men. I mean, like you when you're in the locker room or you're shooting, you're going like these are like dudes that are like. I mean, I don't know if I could swear or not, but yeah, you know, oh, you, you just fuck you up, like for real. You know, yeah. they're not like you know young skinny dudes jumping off balconies. They're like men. Um, and that's and what that's what that's. Table. That's missing from pro wrestling now, too, except for XBW. Again, right? it's so missing, and that's why I can't take a lot of things seriously, but XBW religiously watch now. It's funny because that's what Rob talks about on, on his show is that that he tries to bring realism to it, and his, his argument always is women uh, wrestling men in deathmatch terms, and he goes, how real is that when a 130-pound woman hits a 300-pound man with a light tube and the guy goes down? That makes no sense. And uh, uh, in some ways, it's true. If you're trying to make this as real as you can, and a lot of it is very real, you got to keep the realism there, and the realism would be that 130-pound man or woman is not going to beat up a 300-pound man. With, with a light tube, that's not reality. Um, and that's something that Rob brings to the roster and brings to the storytelling is that, man, these dudes, you know, like, and they're all like giant men, like, like Necro Butcher, until you stand next to that guy, you don't realize yeah. how big he is, or Masada, and Schlack is short, but Schlack is like a giant tank, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he, all these dudes, uh, yeah, these are guys, yeah, that locker room, that locker room probably go up against any locker room. WWE, it doesn't matter. I know where I'm placing my bet, yeah. <laughs> they need to invade again. I think with Schlack, and oh, that was... I think security is just going to be like, yeah. <laughs> I'm old enough to join now. <laughs> Have you seen the Zandig and Schlack thing that just went down? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Like, you know, and like and I, I'm still a fan, right? So I never ask Rob shit about storylines except mm-hmm. the whatever whatever I want to like suggest. So I'll mm-hmm. suggest like with, with Misha, I used to shoot all the promos, come up with the ideas, shoot them and send them out. So those storylines were like basically us coming up with it or me coming up with it and like, shooting some stuff, but that's as far as it goes. And mm-hmm. so the other stuff, it would be like I want to know, but I don't want to know. So when I see the Zandig stuff, when I saw one angle, I'm like, oh, he just showed up. And now I'm seeing different angles. I'm going, wait, is he's going to be the surprise for the show? I don't know. And I don't want to ask. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Because, well, the, and, and, and like I was talking to a few friends and I'm like, this will this will blow up the internet, the indie wrestling internet. If Zandig actually showed up in XPW. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's also very MAGA in real life. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so it would only make sense. It makes sense. I don't know. Like my heart's beating just thinking about it. Because like when I go back to the locker room, like uh, the next show, and he's there, I might pass out. Uh, I, I'd be like, <laughs> not as a fanboy, just in of like the pop that would hit if oh, he yeah. actually did come out. Oh, jeez! And then the the beating he would probably take from Schlacken. <laughs> 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 I yeah, Zandig's. Uh... There's, there's cred there, but Schlack is kind of next level right now. I'm just thinking know. where the hell he can cl- ascend to the top of the roof of the Pomona <laughs> and just dive out. Yeah, well, there will be gotta... a cage, a double cage in a few months. That's too. coming up. Wait, wait, wait. Genocide. I haven't heard about this. Oh, yeah. genocide. Well, I'm a, yeah, it's it's, it's on the, the, yeah, the oh, flyer. Really? I, he's making the same face I did when I found out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah he found out last time, Jesus too. Right? We talked about it on the well, last show. For the, for the California the Deathmatch tournament, I'm making a white jersey because I have a black one for myself. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a white custom one and I'm gonna have all the wrestlers wipe their blood on it. Nice. So, and then I'm just gonna frame it. 
I think it's gonna be super cool. That's uh, yeah. dope. So that's uh, I, I'm su- and you know, like for a while, I stopped watching indie wrestling because I just got so busy. So the first deathmatch tournament that we just had last April, I didn't realize how big of uh, wrestlers he had for the show. Alex yeah. Cologne and I mean, like he had like the top guys. He actually had Matt uh, Tremont that was supposed to show up and he just didn't. Yeah. But he had like the full gamut of uh legendary deathmatch guys so i'm looking forward to the next one to see who who, who can line up maybe he'll bring anita in and like stab him in the chest or something I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> i'm still waiting for that from what 20 years ago we needed yeah show up. <laughs> you could do like exploding dynamite in the ass match isn't it in japan they stick things up their ass and, and... <laughs> <laughs> august, exploding tentacle match let's do it <laughs> august 26th at the, the derby room genocide too Oh my goodness! Okay, well, okay. we were we were already like trying to figure out uh, if we're doing teams of four, who's on each team. We're yeah, each... it's gonna be the Black Army. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Faces of death so far, but if yeah. Rob wants to join in and lead yeah, him, right. and lead him to charge. Twenty years old. Uh, Twenty years old. I don't know if he's uh he's equipped to uh get in the ring anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, he can work. He can belly. He'll just shake the cage. Yeah. <laughs> Big T actually has a question. Um. Pugs, you want to read that one for us? Big T, question. As a photographer, you've been in the crossfires of some pretty pivotal XPW moments. What's one situation that got so out of hand you had to think over uh, taking a few steps back? Um, I, honestly, this last show, uh, when Schlack picked up the pane of glass and threw it back away, <laughs> no! I really thought he decapitated Necro Butcher, sorry, Maga Butcher, because it didn't break. It bounced <laughs> off the... The, the, the hardcore hillbilly must have the softest head because it just <laughs> bounced off his head. It didn't. I know Schlack threw it out there so it breaks and it just bounced and it, the corner landed oh. right next to Necro Butcher. I'm like, and I'm trying to run over there and I'm, now I'm worried that it's going to be really gross that he like hit him in the face or in the neck. Luckily, he missed him because like uh, the footage I've been editing. Much. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's just like, oh my God, let me talk about it. sometimes better lucky than, than good. And, and that right there scared the hell out of me. Um, there's a couple of uh, um, sage sage sin, um, the cut on her head. Um, yeah. I, I I adore that woman. She's so wonderful backstage, and she was the first wrestler to actually interact with me ringside last show in Jersey, where she grabbed me and she goes, "Get out of my, get out of my way, motherfucker! You're my." And I'm like, "Oh, I'm scared." Like, I'm like, "That was fucking wonderful." I scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Please don't hurt me. Freaked yeah. out because Rob talked about what he saw and uh, about with when she went backstage and she goes, "Is my head okay?" And he goes, "It's fine." And she looked in the mirror. She goes, "I'm not fine because her skull was literally like her skin peeled off and her skull's right there." Yeah. And um, she's, I'm, I'm going backstage, and she runs in front. She goes, "Let's go take the pictures." No, 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 no. And I'm following. I'm like, "Oh my god!" And she's holding her head. <laughs> and when we get there, now I'm trying to adjust my exposure because I'm not one of those photographers who's on auto. I actually set up my proper exposures, right. and, and so I'm like trying to set up my exposure for the back back shots compared to the ring shots. And I'm like, "Oh my god!" Because because I want to get the shot before she takes off. Yeah. And um, I grabbed a few shots, and it, it was pretty gross up close, you know, and. Um, um, and I'm a very emotional person, and I actually started tearing up. And like, I got mm-hmm. really emotional when she walked away. I had to step aside because I got emotional just seeing her freaking out and seeing the injury on her head. It was one of those moments where you're like, you enjoy deathmatch wrestling, but you don't want to see these people injured, and you don't want to yeah. see their friends, their 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 you know their families. They're not there to seriously 
injure themselves or their opponent to a point where like they can't perform anymore or, or God forbid something bad happened to them. Um, you know, when we used to shoot, my brother and I used to follow angel for about a year back in the day. Um, right. And the, some of the stuff we saw him go through is brutal to watch because mm. uh, when you get to know these people, not just as entertainers for you as people, yeah. then you're just like, I want to, I want to see you entertain us, but I don't want to see you get seriously brutalized. And um, and when you see something like that, it takes you back a little bit because that's when the humanity part kicks back in, and you're like, okay, everything stops right now. I think this is why Rob said the the. The maximum bleeding match needed to be the last match of the night in case somebody dies. They don't have to stop <laughs> early. They just stop it right there because it's the last match. <laughs> it makes sense. Uh, so that not exactly known for his death match wrestling, but we do have a question on our Discord. What was it like backstage with Enzo Amore? <laughs> you know, I, I was wondering about that just because you see him and you hear stories. And yeah. I shit you not, like the dude shows up and I'm trying to get pictures of him and I couldn't, I couldn't grab him because Rob's always like, you need, cause I'm the only photographer there. So I do all the backstage stuff. I do all the ringside, uh, ringside stuff. And then, then at the last minute, I was like, did you shoot a promo with that person? I'm like, nobody told me to shoot a promo. Go shoot a promo. So I'll go shoot a promo. So I'm running around doing, I do about 20,000 steps during the show from, from everywhere I go. So, and so I'm trying to get the guy and it's all like doing his thing, doing his thing. And then. He, they're the first match, so I go down to was the gorilla gorilla area. Is that what it's called? And yeah. and, uh, and I'm like, hey, I, can I get you upstairs to take some pictures because the way the, the the setup is there, the pictures are upstairs. And he goes, oh man, I got I I got to I got to I'm the first match, and I'm like, Rob, I didn't get any pictures of him. And he's all like, go take him upstairs. I'm like, he won't go upstairs. So so Enzo goes, just take him right here. And I'm like, and against this fucking black wall with this horrible lighting. Okay, if I click, click, click. <laughs> So after the match, I go straight to Rob and go, I didn't get any pictures of Enzo. And I know it's important, you know, yeah. and I'm going, and I don't want to say like he threw attitude at me because he didn't. He was just kind of like in his own zone. But then we went upstairs, we took pictures and I showed it to him and he goes, whoa, these are really good. Do you have your contact information? So I gave him a contact information. Sweet. And ironically, he hit me up like about an hour and a half ago. He goes, bro, can I get those pictures? So I just <laughs> I've been editing pictures, so I sent him the pictures. So he was really happy with that. So that's good. Um, he wasn't like friendly, but he wasn't like an asshole. He, but my interaction with some of these guys is very limited, especially the ones that come in for like one show or their yeah. first show because they yeah. know who I am. So a lot of the wrestlers are very standoffish at first. Like Necro Butcher was very standoffish first couple of shows, which I get. They, who am I? I'm a nobody to them, you know. So so they don't know my my history, my portfolio. So they're protecting themselves in the business, which I get. Yeah. But now it's a little bit different. Like Necro Butcher, this last show is giving me advice on women. And they're like, <laughs> oh, well, I'll take it. I want to commend you on on actually getting in there and getting fo- the good photos because it drives me crazy, like not to be a snob or anything, but seeing these <laughs> dudes not go after and get it the fucking shot. They're staying in the back, not crossing the rail. Drives me fucking nuts. So I do shoot for for Kyle every now and again. Uh, CCW. Uh-huh. I do my best to get in there, get the fucking shot. Like it drives me nuts. So well, I applaud you for not worrying about your safety and just getting. I, I, I appreciate. It. I should. I'm. I'm going to be 53 next month, so I probably should worry about my safety. But um, <laughs> me, it, you know, the thing is, the way I look at it, 
these wrestlers put their life on the line for us. So I want to capture that moment. And this is kind of like when I tell the wrestlers that that the photo is so is so much more impactful because it's dramatic. You're catching that frame. And it's mm-hmm. and it's that frame the moment in time that will never move. And so you want to get the best shot. And with video, it just moves around, moves around, and it's soft if you try to grab the video still. So to me, it's always about catching the drama of it. And especially when I mean with death matches, it's so dramatic and, and, and the visual and and, and and the layers of blood and glass and whatever else is in, in the shot. So to me, I always want to be in there and make sure I get the shot. And when I see the glass coming, yeah, you know, I'll look away, I'll close my eyes, but I'm still snapping away to get the shot and what you just said is so right on you know i watch a lot of gcw stuff on fight plus mm-hmm. and to watch photographers hold a camera and a fucking beer it pisses me off oh my god like, that's not a photographer that's yeah. a dude who puts a camera on all auto and just clicks click clicks away and then they put themselves photographer as bullshit a photographer knows what an f-stop is. A photographer knows what what shutter speed is. Knows what lenses do, what focal length, stuff like that. Dudes that just pick up a digital camera and just snap it away while drinking a beer and looking around and and then you know enchanting. Like, dude, you're there to be a photographer. It's not about you. It's not about your pleasure right now. It's about you capturing the moment. And professional people understand that. And people who are just there because they're fans and they're given free reign to be ringside. They treat it as that. They don't respect it. And and to me, I respect every wrestler, no matter if it's before the main card to the last one. And they all come up to me. Thank you so much for what you do. Um, I'll tell you, like, some of the wrestlers, the, the best compliment I ever got was from Drake. And it was we were in the hotel room. And it, it, it was funny because I, I just came off an emotional argument. And Drake is sitting there. He's looking at me. And he goes, you know, I have to tell you, you're the hardest working person here. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, you do all the backstage pictures, you do all the ringside, and you shoot the promos, and they're all fantastic. He goes, I was in WWE, and they have photographers for each part, and numerous mm-hmm. photographers. You do everything yourself, and you do it at high quality. He goes, we do our match, then we go and relax. And you are just, from the beginning, you set up, you shoot, you, you break down, and you leave. And it was a very nice thing to say. And same with Schlack. He's constantly, thank you so much for what you, I'm oh, sorry. Thank you so much for what you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, much better. Jasmine St. Clair, you know, like a lot of these, uh, a lot of veterans, um, they appreciate, and the young guys, because the young guys probably don't get the images that, mm-hmm. that I, you know, like JJ Escobar never met the guy. He was like, thank you so much, you know, and I love his look. I couldn't wait to watch him wrestle. Cause like, that's a train wreck and a half every match. And then he's got the, the cool mask. And so, um, yeah, to me, I take it seriously. And, and, and it just pisses me off when I see uh, just dudes just going like this. Or, yes. sorry, on the, on the cell phone. No. <laughs> yes. I was terrified that ja- that uh, Schlack was going to drop Jasmine in the barbed wire. I, like, <laughs> oh. I, I didn't know that was happening. I'm like, oh, and you know, now watching the footage back, uh, Danny was trying to cut the top bar- barbed wire and didn't get to it because I was wondering why is he walking around with uh, wire cutters? Right. And then he should have started at the top one and worked his way down, but he started at the bottom, worked his way up, and he didn't have. Well, time he's to only so tall. <laughs> <laughs> that dude, we were, you know, like we're at the airport and never travel with this man because we're going through security. No. And the whole time no. he goes, "Hey man, your cock ring is going to set the alarm off." <laughs> <laughs> And he keeps saying it, and then they're like, and then he goes, they're like, you should pat down his cock ring because it didn't. <laughs> like, 
Stop! There's kids. What are you doing? <laughs> <sighs> yeah, he's a character and a half that you never know. The fucking guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's MAGA. <laughs> yeah. He he made me he made me make sure that his name came up in this. So there we go, Munch. Oh, he did. Okay. <laughs> he's supposed to be on now, but he said he was running late. So. Oh my goodness. <laughs> He needs to get eight by tens when he stormed the Capitol. I think those I would be very popular. They're so amazing. <laughs> it's so good. I was just like, from some side, I literally uh, LMAO'd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's like four. I think there was like four of them. Yeah, we want to print them out and have them sign them all. Give them away as a, a t-shirt also. <laughs> I know. That would be great. If they really want to go a racist, to go El Maga, which would be if they're going to print it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man. Um so also uh, as as I said at the beginning we're big fans of adult cinema as well and I I have to say I think our favorite of course is Texas Asshole Massacre which is a classic. Uh we It's it's funny. I'm going to say this before you do it. Like we were talking like before the interview mm-hmm. and like I knew you did adult stuff but I didn't realize you were that Ivan. Uh-huh. So, like, because we love that one. We did, we did like a a show uh, on Patreon a while back that, like, we talked about what is parodies. it, three or four different chainsaw parodies? Yeah, yeah, Vibrator Massacre, yeah, Vibrator. yeah. Masquerade. There's yeah. yeah, and yeah, we that was the first time watching yours. I mm-hmm. well, for me, it was I think, and we loved it. It was funny though, off air, and I was telling him we were yeah. going talking about some of your credits, mm-hmm. and there was one of them in particular. Dad got very excited, excited, jumped up and ran and had to show us that he owned it. Yeah, I can't show that on YouTube. Yeah, it was the, the, the title. Like, uh, wait, 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 it's clean, it's clean, it's clean. Okay. I have the VHS box still. The VHS box. That's awesome. The big boxes. The old yeah. big box. Yes. I don't really have those. That, one day. <laughs> that probably has one of the funniest sex scenes ever with uh, Dirty Harry. Dirty Harry. <laughs> you know, that thing where, where he's all like, he grabs her clit ring and he goes, is this a weapon? And <laughs> yeah. you know what he wanted to do? He wanted, he wanted to put a knife to her throat. You know, and, and then he wanted to put a gun in her vagina. And I'm just like, dude, no, you can't. He's so into this character. And when he was holding her piercing, after the scene, Isabel goes to me, I literally thought he was going to rip it out. I go, so did I. <laughs> what are you doing? But he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor because he was so good. That dude was he made you made people on set believe him. <laughs> that dude was so creepy. That dude, that dude did the roughest scenes. He would like slap the girls around. But then when the time to like come. He was like, can you look at my nipple for like 10 minutes? So I could come like, you just get the hell out of the girl. Now you want her to lift your old man nipple? That's what we're talking about, right? You know? <laughs> this guy. Um, yeah. You know what? Funny thing. You, so Texas Hassle Massacre was Sage Stallone's favorite porno. I, I ran, uh, met him at a fem, film festival. And he goes, you're Ivan, right? I go, yeah. He goes, my favorite porno of all time is Texas Asshole Massacre. I'm like, well, that's, that's kind of cool. <laughs> you know what you were just saying, Todd? You were saying that that you didn't realize I was that Ivan that Slava. I'm going to tell you a quick funny story, which has something to do with indie wrestling as well. So back in the day, I don't know if you guys remember Epic, which was um, run by Gary Yap. Still owes Uh, me like 23 bucks. Yeah. (laughs) What? 
He still owes, he still owes me like twenty three bucks or something. There you go. <laughs> we'll, we'll start it with that. With that, with Gary Yap. <laughs> Gary Yap, as as you all know, when the whole Messiah shit happened, he started Epic and had Messiah the champ, doing all shoots and bullshit talking. And um, so before that, he was trying to get into XPW as a writer because some of the guys were telling me this. And when his ex-wife jumped in the ring uh, at one expedition and, sh- and pulled her boobs out, I posted in one of the uh, ch- chat chat rooms. I'm like, what the hell does it? There's like kids in the crowd. And he challenged me to a fight. Uh, and this is like a story that no one's ever heard like publicly. So this is you guys getting like an <laughs> But you guys will appreciate it because you guys like are from back in the day. So so he literally here's my address and we're gonna we're gonna fight him. I'm like, we're gonna rumble for your for your poor wife. <laughs> no, that's not happening. What I don't know how to fight. I look like I don't know how to fight. I don't know how to fight. I'm not gonna fight you. And so so we went back and forth and it was left alone. Then he starts Epic. He actually bans me and my brother from Epic. We weren't allowed to go to Epic. Wow. He wanted to oh. because he flew in all these East Coast guys we wanted to watch, like Nick Mondo and, and you know, yeah. Trent Asset, all those guys that we wanted to watch wrestle. But we were banned. So we never went. And then fast forward years later, I'm now I'm Ivan, not Slava, um, OG Siderman from XPW, like fan base crowd. Um, I'm Ivan, the director now. So one of my good friends, Allison Tyler, who's a a performer, she leaned out and she became a fitness model. So she was doing a fitness competition. So I go with her to record the whole thing just for her, for YouTube, things like that. She goes, some of my friends are coming. So I'm sitting there in a crowd. She comes up to her. She goes, oh, my friend's coming. And shit, you know, you know who walks in? Gary Apps. Gary Apps is her friend. And he sits down next to me. And I'm like, oh, shit. And he goes, Ivan, I'm a huge fan of your work. Oh, really? <laughs> Dude had no idea I was the same guy that he threatened to beat up because of his wife, who eventually left him for Messiah. I'm sure. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this. Yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, so he's like, "I just love your work. You're so talented." And I'm just like, "Oh my freaking god! This dude has no clue. I'm the guy he wanted to fight in the parking lot of K- uh, King of the Hill fucking productions." And and I'm just sitting there like, "This is the, the most priceless shit I've ever seen." <laughs> so I text my brother and I go, "Guess who I'm sitting next to? It's Gary Yap." And he goes, oh, can you pass him a message for me? Tell him to go fuck himself. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know I'm going to let a bad boy out. I'm not going to say a word. And, and, so hopefully, if he sees this, carry up. I am the same guy you wanted to beat up because of your whore wife that now did some horse shit and is not with you anymore. Full circle. <laughs> History of behavior. Full circle, right. Exactly. Um, it's funny because I know we, we did speak a little before, but I mentioned, like, I we I said I don't think we ever actually met, but actually, correction, because I forgot way back in 99, you had directed Y2K Shut Down Detected. What? And if my memory serves, you had a VCR combination you were playing it at the table and i bought a copy 24 years ago oh my god what (laughs) and it was because i knew your name because of xpw so that's the only reason i like stopped and yeah what a small world this is insane (laughs) you know that movie this is a a quick little indie story now you guys would love because you also you know horror fans so that convention that you met me at, I, I was giving out copies because I was doing PR back then for us. And that's kind of led to me doing PR for everything else. Um, I made 
I don't know, like 30, 40 copies, VHS copies of the movie with self-addressed stamped envelopes, and I would give them to celebrities. And I gave one to John Landis. I was a dick. We were walking behind John Landis during the convention. I started making the helicopter sound with a with dollar bill. As you guys know, Twilight Zone 2, the movie. You are one of us for sure. <laughs> we are no stranger to some Landis helicopters. Yeah. We, we are your kind. I'm like, the- <laughs> so I'm like, shit. Like, I feel like an asshole because now he's at our, at our thing and I'm giving him a copy. I'm like, oh, I just made helicopter sounds behind him. What a dick. So, <laughs> so this is way before email and everything like that right. so he um two weeks later pass i get an envelope from john landis and he sent the movie back with a letter that says thank you so much for letting us watch um your movie my business partner and i so i send him a letter back saying can we get a quote so shit you not two weeks later i get a postcard that's still sitting on my mantle it's an alfred hitchcock pa- po- uh, postcard and on the back it says y2k and zombies what could be better signed john landis and I'm like, oh my God, that is the coolest thing. God, I I, I wish I could find a dollar bill and burn it. You know, because <laughs> this guy wanted to be so nice, so supportive. Uh, I'm never getting in a helicopter with a man, but, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but but he he was so generous. And then then a few years later, there was a 20 year anniversary for American Werewolf in London, which is by far. Oh, oh yeah. Wait, how do you? Have, oh, look at you! You're I, I saw you posted it the other day. So perfect for the story. And the funny thing is about the story. I was about to bring up the fact that I ran into him at uh, a Grindhouse Film Festival that's local here, that's owned by Tarantino now, for the 20 year anniversary of my favorite movie, American Wolf in London, and uh, and brought the postcard, and he remembered. He's like, oh, yeah, I remember your movie. He talked a little bit about it. He signed it. And I took a picture with him. So, uh, yeah, there it is. That's me from, gosh, God knows how, how many years ago. 20? Years ago. Oh, shit. Let's close that up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just making sure your address wasn't available. That's all. <laughs> no, 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 no. I had to cover it up for the picture. Okay, cool. <laughs> Anyways, I, I'm looking for stalkers these days. So, okay. <laughs> female stalkers preferably. Never know. Uh yeah, oh, I think that was uh, we... Yeah, I already checked Fox. Yeah, yeah it's funny because you brought that up. You posted it the other day, and I didn't want to bring it up just in case, you know, there was sensitivity against Landis jokes. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I'm an open book. <laughs> just go up. Just go up to him and go, favorite Vic Morrow movie, go. Oh. <laughs> I still like Twilight Zone the movie, even if it is a mess yeah. in his segment. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Um, Uh, so i gotta ask uh do you have obviously you did many many adult films do you have like a really funny embarrassing porn blooper that happened on set that sticks out a gross stuff for sure oh yeah 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 i gotta go on that works i mean like you guys are on youtube i I guess i should be careful the way i say it but but um so we're shooting a a series called cocktails and cocktails is basically for, for extreme and everything that comes out of the girl, the guys goes in this white bucket from the beginning through the scene after the scene. And then the girl drinks it. So we were shooting the scene with Gia Paloma and she can wonderful, creative, artistic woman. So she comes up with this whole clockwork orange scenario. She paints the whole set to be clockwork orange. She's got the clockwork orange makeup on and it's three guys and her. And she's got a white bucket, and the whole point is at the end she's going to do a white enema, uh, a milk enema. Got a big big gallon of milk. She's going to funnel it in, shoot it back into the bucket, and drink it. So Rob and I are shooting, and uh, everything's going well. Scene's over. Now the funnel goes in, and 
obviously a, bo- a human body can't hold a gallon of milk, so it starts like coming back out. So one of the guys grabs the bucket, puts it there, and he's holding it, and we're shooting. And as we're shooting, we're going, uh, there's like snicker bars coming out. What is this? <laughs> oh, like, oh, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, right? So so Rob's shooting high, I shoot low, so we don't see into the bucket, right? And so so we have two angles, face, low, and um, because we're professionals, you know. I want eventually to prison anyways, but uh, so so uh, uh, so she puts the bucket down. She's sitting in front of the camera, and she looks down. and She thinks she's slick, right? She's like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to drink it," or whatever the fuck she's saying. So I'm low shooting, so you can't see in the bucket. Rob shooting this way, but you can still look. I'm shooting, but I'm looking, and she she cups it, and she pulls it up against the the, the front of the bucket, right? To, and, and she throws it. Oh, no. Through, right? But she oses oh, okay. brown stain up. Oh. And uh, so we're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And she just drinks, right? She, Trooper. She, she, she drinks it all and then done. And then she's like, ha, ha, ha. She's all having a good time. And then Rob goes, go get the shot. So I run to the set because the snicker bar hit the wall and slid down. So I'm running over there to get the shot and she runs over. She goes, stop. That's embarrassing. And she grabs it and she runs out of frame. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, that just happened. Okay. Um, and then Rob goes, Man, it smells like someone took a shit in here. I'm like, someone just did take a shit in here. What do you mean? It smells like lactose intolerance. You know, like Gia was like so wonderful. She was a team player. I love Gia Paloma. Um, she probably never heard the story, but I'm sure she's seen the video. Uh, I like that she ran off with it. That's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> you're not getting this one. She didn't finish it off. I, I doubt it, but um, yeah, she she was she was a uh, that that series man. Like I shot, uh, we shot Cami Andrews, who was my ex. For that scene and luckily and you know when you're shooting your loved one someone that you're in love with and, and you watch them go through that and then you're going like she's going to drink it at the end oh yeah luckily she stepped on the bucket and spilled it all out and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so then we have to go like, <laughs> kayfabe spoiler alert spoiler alert. <laughs> they put water and beer in there no, oh my god <laughs> oh, dang it it's not real human fluids in there no gxh brought something up before we had a chance to because you brought up cocktails i don't know which number it was but it, one of the cocktails i believe five was part of the federal five yes yeah and, yeah and GHS asked, "Was were you part? Of, did you direct any of the Federal Five? No, that was before my time. Um, okay. The funny thing is, is that with some of the scenes in the Federal Five, uh, Misha Montana and I, we talked about recreating some of the scenes, um, like the 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 Statue of Liberty gangbang is brilliant. <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah. You know, it's like the girl is literally painted and looks like Statue of Liberty. She's crawling across a table with a bunch of presidents." And then they, you know, and then and then they, they treat her like the Statue of Liberty she is. And uh, um, we want to recreate that 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 scene with with the new presidents, you know, and, and stuff like that. And we're gonna have Sleepy Joe sleeping in the court. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna say it, it, it's time for a special edition of the Federal Five, and that would be a great companion piece. Right? 4K box set. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, you know the funny thing is, I talk to Cat all the time, and and at the, um, in Jersey, her and I wound up sitting around and talking for like for a few hours, and she's trying to talk Robin to bring back Extreme Associates at least for one movie. Yeah, and um, 
uh, Misha and I have actually for about a year and a half been talking about doing Texas Asshole Massacre Part 2 and having her play Cammy's daughter. And so we've been trying to figure out how to pull that off because we have to buy the rights to the to the name of the movie. Um, and I was like, man, if I could actually pull off getting Cammy to do a cameo, like even just like like not 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 adult stuff, but like just her face, like a face something would be amazing. I don't know if she would do it. I, I talked to her like four or five years ago. She calls me every birthday. Um, so we're still really on good terms. But uh, um, it, some of these movies we really want to bring back, like um, when Veronica Kane did a scene with uh, with Osama bin Laden. You know, yeah. that, that was it was uh, Ass Clowns or whatever that one of those was. It was brilliant. I mean, to me, probably the most creative thing I've ever seen because they had Valentina dressed as Osama bin Laden. They were using actually Osama bin Laden's voice for the speeches, <laughs> and they just had Valentina just mime Osama bin Laden's voice. It's brilliant. I mean, brilliant. Was well, Osama bin Laden's going to sue you? No. In <laughs> <laughs> the world. Right. Taliban's uh, lawyer's on the phone, guys. <laughs> you got I a do, fatwa now. <laughs> I, I do kind of want to see, like, the lawsuit between Rob Black and Osama bin Laden. Though. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine? Oh, my God. <laughs> the biggest face turn of all time. Internet community. <laughs> End of the world said never forget. You're right. <laughs> In retrospect, this Rob guy isn't so bad. <laughs> you know, that's the funny thing is like when I, because I worked for Extreme Associates for about and when, whoa, somebody got upset when I said Extreme Associates. <laughs> that's my dog. Um, there's, there's a woke dog in the room. Doesn't like Extreme <laughs> so when I left Extreme Associates, it, they had such a bad reputation because people just didn't know. They just assumed it's all evil over there. And the first movie I directed for Anabolic, I got these, this horrendous review from somebody. And they're like, well, Ivan came from Extreme Associates, so he's a woman hater. And uh, mm. and in the movie, you could tell. I actually shot the prettiest movie at Anabolic to the point they fired all the other directors because I made the girls look so good during teases. And it was like all like polite and, and just made him look beautiful. And this asshole, because I worked for Extreme Associates, was like, Ivan hates women. And my co-director, Tony T, literally sent him an email and said, Next time I see you at a convention, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. Yeah, and, uh, uh, because it was like it was bullshit. Because like the reputation followed me, and the reality was what we shot there was so tame compared to other companies. And every girl that came in, we showed them this is what we're shooting. This is the series. You're welcome to stay or go. And the most majority of the girls stayed. And especially when you're walking into Extreme Associates' office, like a Max Hardcore office or GM Productions or whatever else, you know, especially back then what you're getting into because it's not like now there's like 2000 internet companies and it's a free for all and none of them know obscenity laws back then everybody knew the laws everybody knew what the deal was um so, so uh um it, it, we just got a bum rap for it and and rob rob wasn't the nicest guy but rob creatively was the, the best boss i've ever had you know i mean mm -hmm. he, was, he was always like there's three rules no shit, no fisting, no making fun of Jews. That's it. Everything else is good. <laughs> it's Holocaust Remembrance Day today, by the way. So, yeah, good job. <laughs> I, I think I'll... What if we shit on the Jew while fisting them? Is that okay? No. <laughs> <laughs> right, combining all three. It's, it's fine. Negates everything. <laughs> um, we, got a, we got a couple more questions. Mm -hmm. um, we'll, let's do this one first because it kind of is fits. Um, 
how was Extreme HQ? You kind of said a little, but um, it was it was oh my gosh, it was so interesting because it was every day was an adventure. I one time brought in um a fellow director from Anabolic, and Anabolic was so corporate. And then he's always was curious about extreme. So I, I brought him on a day and he could not believe what was going on. We had one room where we had a guy has spinal bifida. So he's super short, but he was naked, dressed up as Jesus on the cross. And uh, <laughs> one priest is having sex with a nun while the other nun is shooting ass juice all over both of them. And he's yelling, my, my children drink the ass juice. So that's in one room. You go in another room and there's Lizzie Borden taking pic- topless pictures with a goat, not sexual, just like pictures <laughs> for like you know, like for a photo shoot with a goat, with an actual goat, you know. And and then another room, something else was going on, and my friends are like, "Oh my god, is this what goes on here all the time?" I'm like, "Not all the time, but majority <laughs> of the time," you know, and because everybody who worked there, you had so much creative freedom, you did whatever you wanted, and it was so weird and 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 so ridiculous. Rob would walk into your office, he chew, used to chew tobacco. He would just spit on the floor and just keep walking, <laughs> rub his boogers on your wall. Um, it, it was, it was, it was very, very um, creatively. It was wonderful. And um, the problem was when the drama started, it was just a lot. And um, but besides uh, the drama, it was I, I loved that. I mean, you know, obviously budgets wise, we were limited. When I came in, Rob wasn't you know rolling in money like he was before I got there. Um, but creatively, it was wonderful. Um, it was. I mean, imagine working for a boss when you walk in the room and you go, good morning, goes, go fuck yourself. And he's not saying it because he hates you, saying it from of endearment, you know. I sure. love this guy. I'm telling you, I do that. <laughs> I, I think a lot of people don't realize how funny some of those movies were. They hear, you know, certain things and it's like a lot of the extreme associate stuff was like a trauma movie. Yeah, 100%. And I grew up in trauma. And uh, um, so to me, uh, uh, that's what it's all about. You know, actually, White You Can Shut Down Detected was released by a similar company like trauma, EI Cinema. They do like, oh, yeah, Yeah. all that shit. Um, um, Yeah. So so the the campiness of extreme, uh, that's the funny thing is that people just take it too seriously. I mean, there were some serious rough movies. We did a series called Go Fuck Yourself with Coffee Ron who would slap the girls around while they masturbated. And that was very rough. But also, he so cared about the women. At some point, he started getting very soft and soft for, like, you know, for what he was doing to a point, like, Rob had to reprimand him. You're being too nice to the girls. (laughs) 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 I like the girls. I like the girls. And and it was always like that. It was never like somebody's coming in there and we're purposely going to try to damage them. There were websites like that, like Meat Holds, Jam Productions. Those companies legit are girls. And, you know, like we didn't. And the fact that Extreme got this bum rap while these companies were flourishing, Max Hardcore, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. It was, it, was, it was crazy. Like when we did those pissing things, we had a, a website called Piss Zone. Every girl was asked after the scene, for $50, can we piss on you? Mm, sure, why not? The only problem with I had with that, we didn't have a shower, so we had oh. a we had a kiddie pool with a with a hose and <laughs> towels. So we work. to wipe themselves down. I'm like, dude, can we just get some towels? They're cheaper than shirts. Um, you know, it was it, it, it was uh, uh, it was a lot of fun. In, Munch in the drizzling shits. There, there was one. I'll tell you what's funny. One it was I know it was Brooklyn Night or something like that. Did one scene and was gone. She shows up to do a scene. We were actually moving out of the building. So we were gone, and Rob's like, do whatever the fuck you want to build. Spray paint the walls, whatever, you know. So we're shooting this girl, and she's doing the scene. And, and she's like, yeah, I'll down to do a piss zone thing for, 
whatever it was, 50, 100 bucks afterwards. So our graphic guy who didn't do scenes, but he would do the actual peeing. He's standing there off camera drinking a gallon of water. And I'm like, dude, this is wrong. Like, he's just just chugging away. <laughs> Scene's over. And we're like, you ready? Here's We actually did have towels for her. Towels, two cameras. And so he comes up to her. And it's here on her face. And then he stops. And she goes, are you done? And as soon as she says, are you done? Opens her eyes. And it goes in her face and her mouth. Like, then he stops. And goes, okay. And she goes, are you done? She jumps up and he wails her arms out, and his goes on my face and my mouth. And I'm like, oh god, I could see why she's so freaked out, dude. Why she's pissed? (laughs) Oh my god, it was horrible. Um, so things like that happen, you know. Uh, but hope you got an extra 50. You could argue the pauses that's 50 per piss, I would say. That's the things that just the bum rap that the company got and Rob got. Yeah, Rob was extreme, he was, you know, but but who wasn't back then? And and yeah. you forget the one thing, like, and I try to bring that to up to people when they ask me about him back then. This is what over 20 years ago, he was like in his early 20s. A millionaire running a huge company at one point, like it was a six or eight contract girls running a successful wrestling company. That's it, you know, like at Suncoast and Sam Goody. It, when you're that kids these days who are broke and think they're special because they're on fucking social media, think they're special and they're entitled and they're running around like, like they're ballers when we all know they live at home with their parents. You know, this dude was running two industries and and yeah, of course, it's going to go to his head. You know, and, and the thing that's messed up is like, you know, Dark Side of the Ring. You know, you watch that and you and, and I watched That's how Misha actually was introduced to XPW and wrestling. She didn't know shit about wrestling until Dark Side of the Ring. And I'm wow. watching and, and she was asking me a few questions. Where I'm like, I go, one, I never seen Rob do any drugs except mm-hmm. or whatever. I never saw him like womanizing with women. I'm sure he did. I don't know. I never saw any of that. And all that rough stuff, every person knew what they were getting into. And down yeah. to the wrestlers. You know, and um, it's, I think it's just easy to to villainize, villainize somebody without having them speak up. Um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like, you know, the most moral job I ever had, but it wasn't what people made it out to be. So, you know. yeah, yeah. It, that's very interesting that she got into wrestling through Dark Side of the Ring. That's fascinating to me because it, you know, that's not exactly the most positive. <laughs> yeah, show. it usually works as a deterrent, but <laughs> yeah, she had an end with you, I right? Showing her other, um, other documentaries that were more positive beyond the mat, which is not necessarily that positive, but but things like that were, um, she she just got into it because of of the characters of the people, um, and and that's that's kind of where she she was really, uh, um, interested in Rob himself because because of his personality down to like, she wanted to, he doesn't even know this yet. I told Kat a few uh, last weekend that she wanted to make her son, uh, uh, Rob, uh, her son's godfather. (laughs) 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 Um, Not sure if that's going to happen now, but, but uh, uh, at one point that was the the game plan. And uh, uh, you know, the funny thing is when actually it's on the, on the YouTube channel, I told her, go, when you meet him, you have to say, it's nice to meet a fellow stroke survivor. 
because he faked a stroke on his TV show. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> years ago. Where he was sitting in a wheelchair and he got a catheter and he would like spray piss on Angel. Yeah, that, oh, that was such uh, good stuff. It was such good stuff. Down to like fans believed he actually had a stroke. You know, that was the best part is that they did a it was a candlelight vigil outside the office. And then they're all standing there and you could see him walk in the window behind them. I'm like, Oh, this is dude literally is just like trolling everyone before trolling was a thing, you know, and um, like an innovator of trolling. And uh, so she, when she met him, she said that, and uh, people don't understand this. He's actually very shy and he's not like crazy boisterous that you see on the radio or TV. I'm sure he can be, but he was all, all like almost got shy. He's like, oh, like if you go my YouTube channel, YouTube channel, Two Russians, One America, it's on there, and you could see him like kind of like, oh, he was embarrassed that he did that. Um, so, <laughs> you know, that's how she got in it. And then obviously she was so into it, she wanted being part of a death match and, and things like that, which uh, was really cool because that was uh, nobody's, especially like a porn girl that's an active porn girl will do something like that. So that was really, really uh, a memorable moment for everybody. Yeah, Any yeah. chance of her showing back up in XPW? That's a really good question because her and I talked about it today, and uh, I oh, don't right. know. Um, the, there's a lot that needs to be worked out if that's going to happen, and uh, that a lot of it has to do most likely on her, um, not anyone else, because I, I'm a big proponent of her no matter what, and, and I'm sure everybody and their mother knows what happened. Um, she's worked really hard to get in the position she's at, uh, but when it comes to XPW, um, you know, it, it you have to respect the locker room, and then if not, not it comes down to that. And I'm, let's be honest, you know, the 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 wrestler that she's aligned with, I don't know if she's aligned with him anymore or not. I I really don't pay attention. Oh, here she Montana, is. I am here. Um, What's up, Misha? You know, he's not very very much liked by many of his peers. You know, so that's at, at one point I, I forget what somebody said. Like maybe he should come to XPW and let, let Schlack take care. I'm like, no, this dude's an actual fighter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think it would kill a lot of people. Maybe not Masada, because Masada would just stab his ass. But, but. yeah. <laughs> well, he did try and pick a fight with Brock, so I don't think. That, oh, really? Yeah, I don't think that would have gone too well for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably the one. Like, yeah, maybe not. Don't fuck. Brock. Let's go back to Goldberg. <laughs> Goldberg, That's probably. Yeah. Oh, you know the funny, funny story I want to tell you guys we're talking about seeing things that are like oh it's too much this this match this three-way in jersey between the uh uh jj escobar like i said like i was so looking forward to watching this stuff because i get watching him get hit by cars on youtube is kind of fantastic <laughs> i'm like how are they gonna get a car inside this little arena to run him over but or or light him on fire but he comes out with this weed whacker and, and i'm going this is a real weed whacker and he's like and there's fans everywhere i'm like I'm stepping back because if this dude trips over something, he's going to take a finger, you know? And so, so during the match, he sticks this fish hook in this guy's mouth. Right. And again, like with newer guys, they need to yeah. be aware of the camera, you know? So, so he's like blocking the camera with his back because he's a giant dude. And I'm like, dude, turn around and, and fish hook him this way. So you could see it. I don't want to see it because I'll, I'll be grossed out, but I'm like, <laughs> do that. And then he puts a slide tube in the guy's, chest and weed wax him right and um we finishing the show uh the match i go up there to take pictures and i'm taking pictures of somebody and i hear somebody behind me go hey do nipples grow back 
<laughs> nipples grow back and and i'm like i turn around i go does somebody have a nipple removed and and he goes oh yeah like half my nipple just cut off by, by the weed whacker i'm trying to figure out if it's going to grow back i'm like can i take pictures of it he's like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm like we should have told me i go you should because i already took pictures of him. i'm like you should have told me half your nipples missing so he's like pulls the thing aside and, you know and, half, and like it's, it's it's like his areola is like half of it's missing yeah. um Oh my god! So it wasn't flapped over; it was full blown out yeah. off. No, no, no! It was just it, it was it wasn't even off. It was like the areola was ripped off, or like peeled off because yeah. of the weed whacker. Because because the it's weed crazy. whacker is so funny because it's not wow. a metal thing; it's plastic. So yeah, yeah. So it 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 uh, uh, it kind of like yeah. starts off some sometimes. Like uh, JJ Escobar had his shoulder cut bad because of that. He, they were trying to do the. He had a flower pot on his head. And he's laying down, and they go. And it and it doesn't break. It slides off and hits his arm. Because when I was shooting stills, I'm going, "Why is he so upset?" And he's like, "Fuck, fuck!" And he's like holding his arm. And then I'm watching the footage back from my GoPro. I'm like, "Oh, it skidded right off the the flower pot and just went right for his shoulder." Oh, oh man, no. and that well, weed whacker stuff. I, I I don't know that it's just so close to like eyes and fingers and you know. I mean, like I guess body can handle it to a point, but. No, we we heard how much it sucks. Uh, uh, co-host also Kruger uh, from the wrestling world. He's taken a few of those, and yeah, it stings like a motherfucker. So. From Shaq, from, from Schlack, Schlack, actually. Yeah. From yeah, Schlack gave it to him. <laughs> you know, like I just saw Schlack posted that video with Zandig, and then he's like, I guess they hung him by hooks at some point, so he did a suspension. How does the man that big get get suspended by hooks? They, they have to, a lot it, of um, hooks, yeah, a lot of hooks, yeah. Yeah, there's a guy, uh, a tattoo artist on Instagram that that we're like Instagram friends or whatever. He was doing a suspension a few years ago and fell and broke his leg and they had to amputate Ooh, his leg. And he posted the sucks. video. Oh my god, he posted the video and you hear the the, the, oh. the bone. I look ah oh. Yeah. So I reached out to him because like I almost lost my leg a few years ago. So mm-hmm. so we kind of had that, you know, and we just talked about like you know, just just kind of like helping each other out through the process of healing. Um yeah. But, but yeah, the weed whacker stuff. But you know, look, the Japanese dudes, Jun Kasai, the stuff he does. Like, I don't know mm. if I could watch his matches. It's, it's brutal. You know, I mean, uh, oh, his just, body just looks like some of these guys in the stage. Like the one show that Alex Cologne came, and this is before I knew who he was or how big he was. Uh, I'm backstage taking pictures of him, and when he had his tank up on, and I think at one point he might have taken it off. I was shocked by the scars on his back, and I'm like, hey, I, can I take some pictures of your back? Because I try to like dramatically because if you put a harsh light on 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 scars like that, they, they create the shadow so you could actually see how deep they are or how they they protrude out from the skin. And man, oh these guys! To me, it's cool, you know, because visually it's really the texture of the skin and on the head, and that's why a lot of times uh, the guys with a lot of scars, I like to take pictures up close with through a ring light or with with some harsh lighting so you could actually see it. You know, like those lucha guys without the masks, man. Their heads are like, like, like Abdullah the Butcher. You know, you can really yeah. get quarters in there. You know, it's like a little wall, it's like a vagina up there. You could probably have sex with his brain. Yeah, <laughs> I think your brain is showing. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe not. Maybe you want to be careful with Abdullah. Like <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> right? Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly with the the forehead. Forehead sex is generally, yeah, just. Double rapid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, the, for, you guys are talking about seeing something like I, first time I finally saw somebody get crazy glued shot was a uh, hard body at the first show he wow. wrestled in L.A. He had a really bad 
gash across his back and backstage they're like it's so funny because how these wrestlers are they're like doctors it's like the movie yeah. like us when they all like doctor 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 when they're shaking each other's hands when they're going to the tent with all the doctors that's how the wrestlers are the guy walks in and he's like his meat's hanging out and and every single one's got their opinion on how to fix that Oh, it's a couple of stitches. Oh, butterfly this. Oh, crazy glue this. I'm just like, you guys all have like medical degrees and you still do death matches? This is really, really cool. <laughs> and, then, and then like the uh, one guy like held it shut. The other one crazy glued it and held it until it, until it, uh, uh just, uh, you Adhesive know, got together. And, um, it, it's pretty amazing to see this stuff. And as a fan growing up, it's, I, I, I don't fanboy out because I have to be a peer because that's what happens in porn fan people fanboy out it creeps out the girls so i would never want to fanboy out for for a wrestler but mm -hmm. it's it's like so i keep it in but it's really really cool like the two moments that three moments that were very emotional for me um while uh shooting stuff one was um sage what i was telling you earlier about where i literally have to step aside like i get emotional now just remembering how how freaked out she was because mm -hmm. she looked in the mirror and she saw her head. Mm -hmm. uh, the other one was when Lou Dark became the women's champion. I love Taya. I love Taya. But when Lou Dark won the the women's championship, I was a, I was giddy. I was like, ah! I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, because she is legit XPW. She's got XPW on her mask, you know. And yeah, um, so to me, it was so cool. And backstage, I'm like, congratulations. I'm like, okay, can't find boy out. Okay, stay right there. Let me take some pictures of you. And then of course, of course, Cat comes and she goes. And then both are like, we should take our tops off and put our belts on. I'm like, okay, I'll just do it. I'll just be over here. Right. Just their mirror. Yeah, yeah. lens. And the other one, honestly, it was, she's in here. She, she'll know um, when Misha went through the death match. Because <clears throat> leading up to it, we talked about it and then she would talk to the wrestlers how to take care of herself. And she knew she was, you know, a bunch of shit's going to happen. Um, they wanted more, more to happen. It was just at the last minute, the, the, the match was more ad lib. And when she got up from the ground and she was a, like a bloody mess, because the whole point is like, she's like, I want to be part of this. She dressed in all white. And, um, and uh, when she got up and half her face was like drenched in blood, I was like, I was like super proud of her because I'm like going, like, I don't know if I could do it. And especially somebody whose looks is what pays their bills and they're willing to go through a match like this and get hit with a light tube. She still has a scar on her head. That's like a scar on her head from it. Um, and she gets up and, and I'm taking pictures and I'm trying to be like, you know, cause when you're ringside or whatever, you're not supposed to talk to anybody. So I'm keeping my mouth shut. I'm like, you look great. This is so cool. Oh my God. She's like, what do I look like? Oh, you look great. All right. And uh, it was insane. And, and, I almost feel bad. I took more pictures of her than everybody else. Because like, <laughs> you never Trust know. Trust your, inst your photography, it's your photography instinct. You made the right call. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, yeah, you know, and 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 that, and, and the, the the fucked up thing is during that match, the the camera guys hardly shot her. He was bitching about it the whole time. <laughs> One, get the shot. Two, that's my friend. You're leaving hanging. Fucking yes. go get that fucking shot. <laughs> right. One hundred percent. You know, so so for my GoPro angle, I actually cut a whole promo that went on fight tv because i'm like she deserves that push because she went through all this shit so i cut this thing and i called it um uh, was it was called like bloody extreme porn star or something like that and i sent it in to tommy who tom byron who edits the tv show and he threw it in there and so so at least people get to see 
that that angle of how bloody she was backstage and pictures and things like that uh, because it's important you know like uh it's kind of like that lizzie borden moment where they missed her uh, the table spot in ecw arena when when vic grimes powerbombed her off the top rope through a table and there was no camera to capture that she went yeah. to the hospital and there's no i remember the shit storm that she caused rightfully so yeah. that they didn't capture that moment like she literally could have been seriously injured she was hurt because she went to the hospital but to miss that moment is it's fucked up um and so to me i'm like that's why when i'm shooting and you were saying earlier that you know uh you appreciate the fact that i'm down to get in there is because these people are going to way through more than i will ever go through so who am i like i'm editing i have one more set of pictures to edit before i post them from that last show and some of the imagery is so fucking cool. Um, I already cut, because I do these videos called Extreme Photographer, where it's all my point of view. It's some of my images, and then the GoPro that's either on my head or on my camera. And I post this stuff, and it's angles no one ever sees, because it's from my angle. And you see glass. There in their show, there was so much glass that hit me. And and you and there's there's shots of it. There was one, at one point, there was a pane of glass up against the, the ropes. And JJ Escobar has got this guy up, and I'm on this side, and I'm behind the glass. I'm like, "Oh shit, this is gonna fly at me, right?" So, so I'm running, and I'm like, tick, 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 taking pictures as I'm running, and he throws a guy, and all this glass just hits me on the head, and you don't realize how thick and how heavy that glass is until it hits you, mm-hmm. and uh, it hit me on the head. I'm like, "Holy shit, that's a lot," you know. And and it's actually when I post the video tomorrow, it's that the, 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 the shots there, um, and cool. then with a the glass, you don't. That gla- it's real glass and it's super thick. I mean, like when Schlack threw that glass and it bounced off hardcore Hellbilly's head, big because it's that thick. It just doesn't break. Um, you really have to put someone through it. Um, yeah. So so yeah, that was uh, um, it. When you're there and you see the weapons that they use, yeah, that's mm-hmm. it, it, insane. And they're willing to do it. Uh, good. The only one that they never used the first show, California. Misha and I made a, we had, there was a big red disco ball, put thumbtacks on the whole thing, brought it. And every rest is like, did you hollow it out? No. Fuck you then. We're not using it. Because <laughs> 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 they're just going to hit it and they're going to break their back on it because it's, yeah. you know, it's a big foam ball inside. You have to hollow it out. I didn't think about that. I'm stupid. Like, whatever. Fuck right. it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> then hang it up. It's it. Yeah. It's a fucking death match. Hardcore dodgeball. Just fucking. I've actually gotten other people's blood in my mouth. Shout out Fern Owens from, from videoing uh, wrestling matches. Has that happened to you? Because it's kind of gross, but it's a, it comes with the fucking um, job. I got in my eye. Um, in my eye. Which job are we talking about? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've gotten jizz on me for sure, you know, and uh, and then you're like, oh my god, it tastes so bad, Jesus. <laughs> drink, drink more pineapple juice. You <laughs> see a doctor. <laughs> I, I mean, I've had guys who are like friends of mine, or I guess they think they're friends of mine. They would put their wiener on my shoulder. They think it's funny. I'm like, that's not funny. We're not that so, cool. Close, <laughs> buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Get away from me. Uh, well, one time I was shooting Nick Manning. You know, dropping loads, Nick Manning, and um. He liked to do like up and over. So I'm shoot. I'm like literally on the ground. He's got this girl on the table. And so his legs are spread open underneath the table, shooting up like this. And my my friend, who's the producer, I'm the camera guy, he's sitting over there. And I look over at him as I'm shooting. And he's like this. 
trying to keep from laughing. I'm like, what is he laughing at? Then I start feeling his balls were like rubbing on my head. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding? And my, my friends are just like sitting there like, oh, oh. <laughs> if you're homophobic, do not direct porn because yeah, there's going to be it, all over the place. You, so. You're breathing in the other guy's breath or girl. Like, oh. you got to get in there. Get, I, it's yeah. not the guys, dude. It's or the girl. I'm just breathing in. Oh, you said homophobic. Oh, and I'm like, did you just cock breath me? What? Oh, my God. Oh, I'm like, because, you know, I'm right here. They're right here. And they come up, take a breath. I'm like, they also They also got to deal with the dry spit if they split the scene, right? Like, now the dicks taste like dry saliva, which is fucking disgusting. Wait, how do you know? I I I watch a lot. I've been to sets. Yeah, <laughs> I did consider entering that field, not on camera, obviously. <laughs> but but if, yeah, and I like I, I like that shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. If you Told did, you, I'm you ready. I'm re- I'm set ready, dude. Hit <laughs> <Get> me up. <laughs> you know, last show I had two different fans bring, make action figures of me. That's Let's awesome. Do they I use the gold it. shoes? Because those shoes are badass, dude. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, one of them made actually my outfit from the uh, from my Hall of Fame induction award show. It's all gold, and yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. So I'm gonna That's put awesome. up on my mantle uh, probably tonight. That's badass. <laughs> right. cool. Speaking cool. of, let's talk about uh, the Hall of Fame for a second. There, uh, you, you, were you? able to go and make a speech and everything and and uh, you know with avn it's so interesting it's like it's it's the, the most prestigious one but they they treat the avn uh, hall of famers as kind of like yeah here you go no, we didn't even get no. our trophies that night we had to go back to la oh, to wow. get them um they you know really? they, they put your name on the big screen i mean like the, the thing was with avn it's the oscars it really is yeah like all the award shows together don't add up to AVN's <laughs> spectacle because especially this year was at the resorts world and resorts world is like I'm trying. Oh, I'm going the wrong way. See, I'm backwards. <laughs> uh, um, first year back in person. First, back, yeah, first year back in person, and at this place, holy shit! Like they have a globe in the middle of it that's probably hundred feet tall. It's hundred feet wide, and it's a video screen, and they just play videos on it. And at some point, they put a big smiley face on it that's staring at you. And you're like, what the hell is this? You know, so so spectacle wise, it's cool. Um, Going to AVNs, I mean, I've been in, in business for 21 years, so I, got, I don't know, like 17 of them, I guess, uh, as a director and walking the red carpet, probably 15. And uh, the best part about it is walking through the fans because it's like a mile-long walk, and there's fans. The, this year, they weren't on both sides. They were just on one side. But they all want to take pictures with you. And if you're – like, I was dressed crazy, so all of them, they're like, I want to take a picture with you. And, you know, and then it, it – few years ago there was there were russian women there and they saw i was wearing russian shit and they were like flirting with me in russian i'm like (laughs) so so it's really cool you know um the show is obviously a big thing because it's on showtime um and so it it was it was really really uh honorable you know i i felt i felt like you know all the years of working really hard it was uh finally it happened and i was really happy because the I, i'm glad it didn't happen the previous two years because it was it wasn't live yeah. it's a lot yeah. live because yeah. you can just dress up and have a good time um and and then the people that came up to me that are veterans in the industry and and congratulated me that meant a lot that meant more than anything um you know when you have directors who are giant directors you know directing hundred thousand dollar movies and things like that uh coming up to you uh that i've never worked with 
and they all know that I'm the guy who dresses this way. I'm the guy that does whatever I do. And, um, and uh, that to me means a lot, you know, the veterans. And there's so many veterans that, that recently, Ariana Jolie, I don't know if you guys remember Ariana Jolie from back in the day. She's mm-hmm. back. Um, oh, nice. that. cool. yeah, Lynn is, it was around and the uh, Christy Canyon. And, um, so like all these old school people. And so it was, it's, uh, it's really, really, it makes you feel like you're just not doing this for the hell of it. The, um, it gives you validation, mm-hmm. you know, like when you're walking, um, uh, on the expo and fans are coming up to you. Uh, when I used to direct for anabolic, <laughs> which came, I got, a, I had a huge fan base because they were high profile companies yeah. and, mm-hmm. And they would come up to you like, I don't want to bother you, Ivan. I, I, I just want to talk to you or take a picture. And I'm like, you're not bothering me, dude. I'll hang out with you. Like, I, I, I feel honored that you want to <laughs> talk cool. to me. I know you jerk off to my movies, whatever. But, but you know, <laughs> I feel honored that you want to talk to me. I, I, um, so it, it, was a, it was a great experience. Uh, um, to go there, you're just kind of like, oh, God, I don't want to go and walk around. But then when you get there. You feel um, the energy in the room? Thing, and, you know, like, and there were a handful of brand new directors that came up to me. There was one. It was so interesting. I've never even heard of something like, well, I know it exists, but she shoots trans men, not trans women. So mm-hmm. it's, it's uh, women that transition into men. And she runs up to me and hugs me. And I'm like, hello. And she goes, <laughs> you're my inspiration. I go, what do you mean? She goes, I've watched your stuff for years. And I was a performer years ago. And all I wanted to do was do what you do. And she goes, and now I'm a strictly director. I learned photography and, and camera work. And I was so flattered. I was like, don't leave me alone. I want to talk to you. And, and uh, you know, and, and so we're going to collaborate. She's going to reach out to me. And I'm like, oh, look, I've never shot anything like that, but I'm so down to cool. shoot. And um, so you get a lot of that, especially when you're in this so long and you have a reputation of like, this is what you do. You do good shit. You know, you're, 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 everybody likes you or whatever it may be. And I've always said I'm in, in the industry not to fuck the girls or fuck the girls over. So my whole thing was always be like, I'm, I didn't get in to get laid. I didn't, I didn't get it into screening one over. I didn't work for the biggest companies. In fact, they turned down all the major companies, Wicked, Brazzers, Bang Bros, because those are very corporate and it's hard yeah. for me to work for corporate. I'd rather, you know, not necessarily live paycheck to paycheck, but I'd rather die broke but happy with my creativity than die with a bunch of money in my pocket hating my job. And um, that's why with like with Alterotic, you know, we have the ultimate freedom to do whatever we want. Um, this is why we talked about possibly bringing back Texas Asshole Massacre. So things like that, like for me to have my creative uh, control and freedom is why <laughs> I get inducted into Hall of Fame or, or um, you know, uh, get get awards. And uh, now I'm in two Hall of Fames, which is like, so now it's funny because one of the wrestling fans at the convention, like, you know, like two time, two time Hall of Fame. I started posting that two time, two time. And my friends who are not interested, they're like, dude, you're being way too egotistic. I'm like, you don't understand. This is a wrestling. No, this is a big fucking deal. No, I, yeah. I, I'll back you up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dying Breed in the chat says, dude, Madison Morgan is fire as fuck. I happen to agree. I hope she likes wrestling. She should come out to the show. And then Munch says, what does AVN mean? LOL. Oh, he knows. <laughs> It means America's vengeance is near. (laughs) I went to the, I've been to the expo, I think seven times. And it's, it's just amazing when you first walk in there. I always, when did you go? How many years ago did you go? Uh, the first few, three or four were in the nineties, I believe. Then (laughs) last time. Yeah. Well, like 98, 99. 
Um, Jesus. <laughs> There's how <laughs> you weren't 18. Yeah. You know, never mind. I'm not gonna incriminate you. <laughs> no, I think no, I, I could be getting wrong, but long time ago. What was your last, last one, Dan? Time, <laughs> last one was 2014. I do remember that. Well, you know, it's um, changed now because it's a lot smaller. Most um, the booths are small, and it's agencies and and yeah. girls and and like webcam companies. Um, yeah, back then. Man, it was when it was Everyone, CES and, yeah. uh, and, and it was at the Venetian, the Sands Expo. <laughs> oh my God, 100,000 people are going through it. You're walking shoulder to shoulder, you know. And um, uh, one year when I was still with Extreme, it was so packed. You know, you literally, you can't walk. You're standing there. We see Mike Tyson walking with his entourage towards us, yeah. from booth to booth, to booth to booth, right? So he um, comes in our booth, takes pictures with all the girls, and leaves. Every girl comes up to him. She goes, You know, when we took a picture of him, hugged him, he goosed us. Whoop. <laughs> dude, I'm, like, I'm, if you could have goosed me and I'd be like, that's fine. Yeah, it's Tyson. You can do whatever you want, dude. Just please don't right. hurt me. <laughs> I'm sure you probably right. ran into Paulie Shore. I saw him at least a couple times. Dennis Rodman, I know, I think has been there. there there's oh, some got, big stars. I gotta go on for you. So I got in the fight with Robin Leach one year on the really? <laughs> oh, wow. he's he's dead and fuck him. All right. <laughs> you know what the crazy thing is? Every year I would tweet "Rest in peace, Robin Leach," and he wasn't dead because I thought it was funny to post that. And then he fucking died, and I fucking and I, and I said, "Fuck him." That guy, that guy was such a prick. So, so I'm at the red carpet, and I'm dressed. I was with Nikki Sex, and back then that's when it was like huge. You know, you're walking through thousands of fans and all this shit. So I would like dress really, look kind of like I still do. And Nikki and I are walking. She takes her underwear off and throws into the fucking crowd. We're having a good time. I'm dressed like a like a crazy person. <laughs> Robin Leach on the red carpet, old bastard. First of all, it's not his. It's not his uh, field. So what does he do? He interviews rich people. What, 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 that's a skill. So he comes up to me and goes, "Thanks for dressing up." And I go, "Thanks for coming to our award show." Right. So we'll leave it at that. He does his red carpet. I walk behind him. And then I see him hitting on some 18, 19-year-old girl. Later, I find out that was his little game. He would show up and just hit on a bunch of chicks. So I'm like, I'm going to cock block this dude. So I start <laughs> walking up and like, hey, Robin, how's it going? I'm waving at him and I'm recording him hitting on this 18, 19-year-old girl. And he's like, all pissed off. And shit you not, we walk down. It was Nikki Sex, myself. I think it was Jesse, our music guy, and Jaden James. We're all walking down. Yeah, it was all of us. And uh, we're walking down, and we're sitting right in front of Robin Leach. So he's <laughs> in there, and he looks back, and he sees us walking, and he goes like this. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is perfect. Oh, selfies. I have probably a dozen selfies of me like this, and Robin Leach like this. <laughs> yeah, run shit. <laughs> you know, and when I would post about him, I would I would spell leech like it was like he's a leech. <laughs> That guy. Just because your dad doesn't mean doesn't make you a good person, still. Fuck you. That, you know what? Yeah, thank you. Because every once everybody dies, everyone turns around. It's like, oh, they're they're not bad. Eh, sometimes they were. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hitler died. Good thing. You know. <laughs> Marilyn Manson and the Marilyn Manson. What's the name? Uh, uh, died. Fucking. Uh, uh, what's it? Charlie. Ma- Charlie Manson. Oh yeah. <laughs> that guy. That guy. <laughs> All the Mansons. I see one of their followers. I still remember going with my brother uh, one of the last times I went. He was just kind of shell-shocked. 
and the evil angel booth i believe it was was like tarped off so you couldn't see directly in it and we're and he was like i wonder why that's and, he, and we go in and there's like a milk enema like on a big screen and there's an old lady i mean not <laughs> old but an old lady who's like hi guys how are you doing and like we're having this conversation with like milk shooting into this girl's mouth from another girl's ass and <laughs> my brother's like this is the weirdest thing i've ever done wait, wait. In my life. so so that's weirder than the time you were at the convention and the the porn star's son the elizabeth, had to go... the elizabeth star one yeah that's hilarious oh. i love this story tell, tell them the story I, <laughs> yeah elizabeth star who i believe is also an avian hall of famer uh i was at her booth and i happened to be looking it was probably the most raunchy porn that she had at her booth and i just you know casually kind of looking at the back and uh she's like oh we have the other volumes there and it's like is there any you need and i told her it's like oh yeah i think i need nine or whatever it was yeah uh, the other 48 yeah <laughs> yeah and it's her son is there i didn't realize it was her son and then she's just like do you have lady ass slickers nine anywhere here and i was just like and then I realized, like, it's her son, and she sent him out to their car to get it <laughs> and bring it back to me. <laughs> it's the business. Yeah. <laughs> I, I used to shoot a girl. Her mom collected all her box covers, so there you go. Oh, wow. Proud mama. <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> hey, it happens. Well, you know, like, at, the, at, at ABN, um, at least back then, you were not allowed to drink at the booth, so every big company had a hidden room, which was for... <laughs> whatever, you know, like extreme. The first year I was there, we had a room that had a door so you could go in there, drink whatever people wanted to do in there. Um, and, and the funny thing is this is when we did a movie called go fuck yourself where it was like a really rough movie. And, and Rob bought a plot. This is how old, the, how long ago it was he bought a plasma screen. that was a like, super heavy. You had to like rebrand it. And you know, gosh, this was what? 2002, 2003, something like that. 2004, maybe. So a long time, almost 20 years ago. And, um, so we couldn't show hardcore stuff on it, but Rob's oh. like, cut something really dramatic of this go fuck yourself. So I cut this black and white a teaser of the girls getting slapped around and all that kind of stuff. And this is when nobody was shooting stuff like that. And we put it on the screen and left it there all day on a loop. <laughs> I wish we recorded the oh, reaction. Get a GoPro, yeah. Man. <laughs> uh, you know, because people are walking and they're like, and then, and they stop and watch, you know, and the guys are like, whoa, and the women are like, you know, because <laughs> these these girls, a lot of them were crying, not necessarily for real, but they were, you know, it was it was traumatic scenes. They were good um, actresses. Yeah, very good actresses. Great acting, you know, and, yeah. uh, but I wish we had, we set up a camera to get people's reactions because, man, some people are so pissed watching this. <laughs> <laughs> think, you know, uh, but uh, uh, yeah, it was a, uh, it, it was back then it was it, it was a free-for-all you know it, it was insane i mean how big it was and how expensive the booths were you know i mean yeah. just just to get red light had a two-story basically two-story house at one point not america had a house in on in, uh, in their booth um it, but that money was great back then you know now it's just like yeah. little little agency booths and girls get their own booths as well so it's it's a little yeah. different when you used to go there for sure yeah yeah I, i've heard it's changed a lot i mean yeah. i 
Ron Jeremy was still allowed there the last time I was yeah, there. Ron Jeremy was still me tooing people before. He <laughs> 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 wasn't outed yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, did you go to XBiz as well or Three Expo, yes. whatever? It's called? I, I went to the Expo. I went to I went to the XBiz Expo the last night, just kind of like to meet all everybody from the company, and then I went to the X3. I didn't go to the award show. I went to the X3, the Expo. Um, and it was great. You know, like, that's the thing is like, when you go to these things, the people you meet and, and, and the peers in your industry that it, it's so flattering when people are like, I love your work. I want to work with you. There was a girl that was in our booth, um, for signing for another company. We had a big booth. That was a company that owns Alterotic and a few other, um, other production companies and heavily tattooed, like black and green hair. And she's like pointing towards me and going like that. And I'm like, there's no way she's pointing at me. Right. So I'm like looking around and she's like, no, you. So I walk over there and she goes, I fucking love your work. I want to work with you. And to me, things like that is what, uh, why, like, I do what I do. Um, because she's like, I want to shoot cool shit. I do horror movies. I do body painting. I do special effects. And we need to collaborate and work together. And, like, her boyfriend does, like, like green screen stuff. And some of the green screen stuff they shoot is fantastic. So I was like, let's let's go. And, you know, and so... I met probably a dozen models there that that love my work, especially like alt models because they don't they, they kind of get marginalized in the industry. They don't shoot a lot, so yeah, I, I, I majority deal with with alt uh, with alt models. And um, when they see somebody who's not just shooting garbage, they're shooting really creative stuff. And you know, like with our company with Alterotic, man, we're like the only company that gets all these nominations for for alt models. I mean, we have so many alt models that got their first AVN nominations um, because. In most companies that shoot alt models are not companies that are shooting that kind of quality work. Um, Misha's showcase last year got um, it had was it 10, 10 award nominations across every award show. It was nominated for best showcase because of what we did with it, you know, and and, and the her scenes and the fact she had a stroke and then was that the one with the heart monitor? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. yeah, yeah. That's the one because uh, day after a stroke, I came out there. And um, shot the whole thing. Me at the uh, um, airport. I the joke was that that my um, uh, my one uh, uh, hall pass is Brad Pitt. So I dressed up <laughs> as Brad Pitt from um, from Troy. I had the helmet, and I walked <laughs> through the hospital with this helmet, with flowers, and 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 I'm rolling camera the whole time. And, and, and people were looking at me like, what's wrong with this guy? And that's all on a DVD. Obviously, we can't show the people, you know, but, yeah. but um, I, I'm just here for a make-a-wish. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is, that's it. it is me. And, uh, and then I walk in and she's like, you know, and, uh, and uh, to me, it was just like, it was a whole point of making her feel better and making her happy because she almost died, you know, she yeah. drove for two hours while having a stroke. So, um, so that stuff is in the movie, you know, and we made it very personal. It took us 400 days to put the movie together. There's an interview with her a week after her stroke where her face is drooped. Um, I went out there that um, uh, for, for during her stroke because of COVID, they were allowed only one person per day. So I came that, that one day. I flew back so then her family could see her the other days. And then when she went home, I, um, I flew out and then we got a hotel room and we shot this amazingly emotional interview because like i said her face is still dripped her voice is, is is still not the same and um the stuff that we shot in there like at one point i go look let's talk about your son bodhi uh, we, we might not ever use it but let's shoot it because this is a moment to have 
You, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes when, when you leave something and you're like, you go, God, I wish I would have got that. And I'm like, we should shoot this just to have. And we shot it. And and that was the most emotional part for her, obviously, you know, because she was like, if I want to die, I want to die home with my son. Because, mm-hmm. you know, she's a loving mom and, and it's her and her son, you know, basically. So um, when we shot this thing, it was amazingly emotional. And then when I was editing the movie, towards the end of finishing the edit, she calls me up and she goes, I want to use that footage. I go, what footage? She goes, I want the world to know I have a son because nobody knew. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's yeah. when he starts off. Yes, it's a spank movie, so I don't know. It might be a boner killer, but you know something? It was a human piece, and that was the whole point of doing a movie like that. You know, and, and no other company would ever do anything like that, ever. One, to get in that situation. Two, allow a human piece like this. And with us, no. Sasha, who used to own the company back then, it was just like, do whatever you want. And that was the beautiful part is that we could. And since we were together we could do a project like this where I could travel to her. She could travel to me 400 days to put this movie together. And, um, and so it was nominated across the board because when you have a director who cares more about the quality of the work rather than the paycheck or getting laid by the girl, then you could put together something that's so memorable. And in this movie to me to forever, it's going to be the best showcase ever done. The most human showcase ever done in the industry. In fact, funny thing is today, the poster arrived. I made a new poster with a leaf, with a award leaf on it. So I want yeah. to start putting up on the, on, on the walls and it just arrived today um, from uh, Vista print, but uh, you know, so we could do stuff like that. And that's the, the beautiful part about uh, being your own boss um, doing weird stuff like hole hunters, you know? So look at this badge. This is for hole hunters. Like so it's <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. You know, so so like this is the part one that's clean, so there's no need to down there. But we're gonna do part two, you know, and I can because I'm my own boss in many ways, mm-hmm. you know. And um as long as we have content for the website, which is the most important thing, we can do whatever we want. Um, and so that's uh the beauty of where we're at, Alterotic, is that we get the freedom and we and the alt models want to shoot with us because of it. So uh they see the stuff, they're like, I want to be part of it. Well, let's go. Let's shoot some fun, weird shit. And having a trauma background, I get to shoot really weird. Yeah. Uh, you know, wait, wait, pause. You have a trauma background also? Yeah. Our, our broadside killer movies are. Um, okay. I, are I on, know. <laughs> are on trauma now. So we, we my, okay. my film like partner, we do short horror films. <laughs> They're called roadside killer. So basically it's a roadside worker who wears a diaper and a gas mask because he has a bladder issue. So he has to wear a diaper, but he hates the smell of his own piss. So he has to wear a gas mask. So the whole point is he's always pissed off. So anybody asks him for help when he's doing roadside work, he kills them. So we've done, we did two. We started working on the third one. We, we have one roadside killer one roadside Christmas killer two was an homage to black Christmas. Okay. And, uh, and the crazy thing is the weekend we were shooting it was, um, Bob Clark, Bob Clark, who's directed uh, Black Christmas, Black, yeah. him and his yeah. son died that weekend. The weekend we were shooting the homage to his Black Christmas, he yeah. died on, in a car accident because he was, they were hit by a drunk driver. Yeah. Just the irony of the whole thing of how it wound up happening. We were, we did we literally were doing an homage. It was called Roadside Killer Part Two: Black Christmas. Um, we created the scene with a bag, but we did bubble wrap, um, and, and and they're like schlocky. Super trauma ish that the character super trauma ish. Um, 
the, the, in the first movie, we wrapped the girl completely in bubble wrap and he sawed her in half. You know, we did a scene where he's pulling her guts out and and we're poor, so we used actual real guts because real guts are cheaper than fake guts. They are. Uh, with real guts, flies and stench. And <laughs> yeah, don't leave them out in the sun. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, and you should, we were shooting in the forest, so we're like, uh, if we leave them out, bear's going to show up. Can't do that, you know, so we have to yeah. leave them in, in the cabin with us. So, uh, um, when I worked um, on the X show, uh, Lloyd Kaufman would come uh, mm-hmm. to um, to the show and do his exploding head gags. Mm-hmm. So I knew him from there. And then one year at AVN Red Carpet, I'm uh, I'm dressed as a Lucha Libre guy because <laughs> um, where, where's my Lucha mask? Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here's my Lucha mask that I wore to the red carpet. And nice. it's got my logo on the back. It's got my hands on one side. So um, I uh, I wore this thing, and I'm on the red carpet, dressed like a lucha guy. I have a I have a championship belt that custom made and said AVN World uh, Champion Director because the previous year I won Best Web Director at AVN. So I'm walking this red carpet, and I see Sergeant Kabuki Man at the end of the red carpet <laughs> interviewing people. I'm like Sergeant Kabuki Man's here. What the f is happening, right? And he looks at me, points at me, and he goes, "Come here." I'm like, no, <laughs> no. If Toxic Avenger comes out, I'm getting on my knees. And <laughs> yes, I will get it in my eye this time. Yeah. And, uh, I can be a blind girl. He, he leans to me, goes, I'm a big fan of your work. I'm like, what? Sergeant Kabuki, man? He's a big fan of my work? So, uh, so he interviewed me, and uh, he's all like, uh, and the funny thing is, he goes, if you're a wrestler, what theme song would you come out to? And I go, ah, da, it's raining men. And uh, then we also turning men on the red carpet, and uh, so I have a little bit of a trauma thing. And then a few years later, he hooked me up with um, having a roadside killer movies on trauma. Oh, now, trauma obviously, there's no money. Who cares? I don't. Yeah, care. everyone knows that with trauma. Yeah. It doesn't matter, you know. I go to whenever trauma comes into town to do their screenings. I go to them. Uh, they're wonderful. The Lloyd Kaufman is wonderful, wonderful man. Um, yeah. They are weird. They're willing to show full frontal nudity on big fat guys, which is like, okay, you know, I don't know if I want to watch it on the big screen. It is what it is. Uh, it's it's fun to watch. Uh, they don't take themselves seriously. And you've, you know, you've got to talk them into this ain't Toxic Avenger Triple X. That that's got to oh, be shit. Yeah. <laughs> I just released. I am volunteering to play the mayor right now. You can actually <laughs> cornhole the blind girl. Uh, you know, actually, what they want me to do is they want me to cut my porn schlocky movies, cut out the sex. I could leave the nudity in it and give them the non-sex versions because the storylines are so weird. Uh, mm-hmm. So I just haven't had time to do that. But there's a handful of movies that I could put together that I could give them that they would love. Like I did like the Viking Girls Gone Horny, Carjackers, all the stuff, like Hulk Hunters, things like that, they would love. Um, obviously there's no, there's no gore in them because in porn you can't have blood and, and gore like that. So, but they're schlocky and fun still. Um, so you at some make, point I want to, what? I'm, I'm throwing it out. You can make two cuts now. You could yeah. eye it out for us so you could have blood to cut 100%. it out. You know, and that's, that's a good point. Cause then if we shoot something with blood, we just keep it out of the porno and just keep it into the, 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 the trauma version. And, uh, but yeah, I, I love trauma. I, I grew up on trauma, the toxic Avenger movies and, and then, uh, Newcomb high and especially the, the new Newcomb high, which is beyond weird with that, with a duck, that insane duck <laughs> that, uh, that, that, that rapes the girl and the girl has a crazy baby. And, uh, <laughs> 
And I'm actually at the uh, with the uh, the shitstorm movie. Shakespeare. I'm an, extra, yeah. I'm an extra in it. I'm a fucking extra. Really? In it. Life. Yeah, so. That that was my 2021 best movie of the year. Made I haven't life. even seen it yet. So I didn't oh, make yeah. it. I know they shot me, but I don't know if I made it. Made the cut. <laughs> was it the party boat scene? No, I was actually we were at the expo and they needed a shot of a bunch of people watching a monitor or something. So they mm-hmm. each also good. <gasps> Things like that. So um, I wish it was more, but it was that's all it is. I'm so trying to search my memory. I don't remember. Hey, man, you're in the trauma movie. That's all right. good. <laughs> our, our movies are on trauma now, and I'm in the trauma movie. I could die happy. <laughs> um, it's funny, the trauma connection, because I actually have one with XPW, because like at that time, right around that era, when the first run of XPW TV was happening, mm-hmm. uh, the trauma's Edge TV stuff was happening, and they were both just so subversive and awesome and didn't give a shit. Right. Like those two are always connected in my head. And yeah, I, yeah, I got excited when he brought up Chum. It always happens. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's the beauty of, of like working with Rob is that it's like working for trauma is that anything goes, you could do whatever you want. I mean, like the stuff with XPW, uh, I just came up with idea. I was uh, um, texting with not texting, DMing. I don't have her number. Damn it. Lindsay Snow. It's <laughs> like the coolest, hottest wrestler of all time. Um, Cause she's just so nice too. And, and she plays up to the camera and um, I was sending her pictures. I sent like the wrestlers, I'll send them pictures so they could post and, you know, promote the company and, and things like that. And I came up with a cool thing to, I don't want to give it away, but it's going to be something really cool. We're going to shoot with her because she's so about the whole performance of it and the entertainment of it um, at the Jersey show. In fact, when I post a video, video tomorrow with, from, from my experience from the Jersey show, I had to put that in there because I remember when it happened, I'm going, I hope my GoPro is rolling. This, this is the moment because I'm shooting and she's got Luke dark Shatan against this uh, chair. And all of a sudden I'm getting my camera ready and all I hear Slava, Slava. I'm like, are angels singing my name? <laughs> oh no, oh, it's Lindsay Snow screaming my name. And I'm like, Look at him, like, what is she screaming? And, and, and then I forget, oh, I'm a photographer. She's not screaming my name, just to scream my name. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah, And she starts stabbing her in the head. And I'm like, oh, my God. This is like the biggest wet dream for, for a XBW trauma fan. Like this, this hot wrestler chick stabbing another hot wrestler chick in the head. You know, and then she like pulls one out with her teeth and crosses towards the camera. I'm like, dude. I'm a teenager once again. This is <laughs> the women's roster has been killing it in XBW. I mean, oh, wow, Ludark every show. Ludark oh is so amazing. You know, the first time I saw uh, it was California. There's this cute girl walking around, a tiny little girl, and I'm like, hi, hi, hi. And then girl puts on a mask, walks out, and I'm like, oh my god, that's her! Holy shit! Because I didn't know who she was, and and uh, she's wonderful. I mean, and what a wrestler and the brutality yeah. she goes through. I mean, her Sage, Lindsay Snow, oh, th- those three alone. Well, you know, Cat Martin is the TV champ, so or whatever. Don't champ. forget the champ, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she did beat Biggie Biggs or whatever his name is. Yeah, <laughs> shout out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the women's roster. Um, who else is there? There's Lindsay that are like regulars. Um, Jody Thread comes in once in a while. Uh, Sawyer but, Rex. Sawyer, Sawyer Rex. 
you know, Mickey Knuckles. She, 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 Mickey Knuckles. Mickey Knuckles is an interesting. She's like she's the yes. only girl I was comfortable enough going. You know, okay, when you're posing, push your ass out a little bit more because she was because like she's I have one to, of the dudes. I have yeah. to stop being the porn director photographer and be a wrestling guy. So like, trust me, like there've been times where like I'm taking pictures of Ty Valkyrie and I'm like, if I fucking slip up and say push your ass out a little bit, she's gonna beat the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 calm down. I'm not a porn photographer right now. I'm a wrestling photographer. Yeah, that must be hard to switch instincts. Yeah. Except Mickey Knuckles. Mickey Knuckles is like, do you want my ass more out? I'm like, oh my. She goes, you want me to spread the cheeks? I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> one last, one last fun. She goes, she goes I, would, I would show you my ass, but I have a thumbtack in it. I'm like, oh my God, okay. TMI, TMI, TMI. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, you know, Sawyer Rack, what a fucking, yeah. what, what a woman. That one, she's, she's money. Giant. Yeah, yeah she, she's everything about her, you know, like, and she legit could wrestle men because she's bigger than most men. Tall, Amazon, least, yeah. tall wise, uh, uh, height wise. Um, it's a great roster, ro- roster of women because, like, you could look at them and then honestly look at AEW roster and, like, half the time you watch them going, like, yeah. someone's gonna break an arm or a leg, you know, or or be yeah. paralyzed. And then these women in XPW, it's like, dude, and, and they're all like, like, butcher each other up. I mean, Camille Brickhouse, that woman in person, you're just like, holy mother of God. Misha and I would have this joke that I had this, like, big crush on Camille. I don't. I think I have a more crush on her husband who wrestled at <laughs> Jersey because he's so fucking nice and, and polite. I'm like, God, these, these British dudes, they're all so polite and nice. And this guy's giant. Latimer? Oh, yeah. my Lord. Oh, yeah. And he was oh, so kind. Like, after the show comes up to me, thank you so much. It was great meeting you. And then DMs me on Instagram. I'm like, yo, you got you got a hot wife. <laughs> Have you had an awkward moment yet with somebody in the wrestling industry maybe coming up to you and saying, like, I think I'd be great in porn? Has that <laughs> happened to you yet? Yeah, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about his name. <laughs> I think you are. There's a there's a few guys that ask about uh, ask about porn. Willie Mack actually, the last LA nice. show, him and I were talking, and he goes, he goes, man, he goes, take my number down. He goes, I didn't realize you were that cool. I'm like, <laughs> he just wants to flow overflow. That's cool too. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, he never asked about porn really. He did a okay. little bit. Like there was one, the last LA show where we all sat in the trailer, and. There was a lot of porn questions, um, and and the, but there's female wrestlers there. And I'm like, hey, I don't know if I could talk about certain things, you know. But like, wrestlers are not like woke fucking little babies, you know. So you could basically say whatever you want. They do way more than porn people do, you know. I mean, like if you're, you, you, you know, you guys know it, it's, it's it's a whole different vibe. Um, but but there there's a few wrestlers that not necessarily said they want to be in it, but they have a lot of questions. Um, and and. I mean, wrestlers, you hear stories, you know, I mean, like all the time, like before I even was doing this stuff, I had a friend who was um, doing stuff with WWE and the stories he would tell me about the dudes, you know, and I mean, again, yeah. dude, douchebags, let's be realistic, not the XPW guys, but majority of those guys are douchebags, you know, we have to have too many muscles, to, mm, I don't know how much is enough here, you know? um, um, so, uh, but XPW guys have all been very polite even when they ask questions about pornography, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but if you do, none of the women really ask, um, cause uh, you know, I don't know, but 
but the men for sure. Yeah, there's a handful of men. I just don't want to give their names out in case, you know. Yeah, good, we'll good, good call. What? Yeah. what? <laughs> I don't want to go back and cut and, it out. They even have their favorite names. So, so they're like, what about this one? What about this one? Like, no. uh, well, you, you can give out their porn names. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's Jasmine St. Clair, who's, you know. Yeah. There's Jasmine. Um, oh, we got a couple questions from GXH here. Pugs, you want to read In the world. One? Got a bunch of questions. Uh, but ask him what he thinks about February 18th so far. Tag team deathmatch, hard body versus Big Joe, Drake versus Elon Nixon. I'm done. Good day. He also had a question about porno grind, which is in bands. But a dog doesn't like porno grind either. No. <laughs> well, let, let's start with that. What do you think about the the February? We only have the two matches announced. You know, I'm so fucking looking forward to this because one every month this is my escape from reality and i get to do something that's so different from everything i do in in my regular life um i i'm looking forward to it because uh, rob's wanted to do miss extreme contest forever and um i i i, I don't know why they're doing it maybe because it's valentine's day or close to Makes valentine's sense. day this is something that they talked about a few weeks ago um and he brought up to me in jersey about uh, doing doing it i heard rumors about it but it wasn't sure because we were supposed to do one months ago and it's hard just lining up people you know and um so he gave me the task of asking a handful of people you know come come and do this the issue is you know if you ask somebody who's let's say woke or whatever they might not like xpw because of some of xpw storylines or the death matches and things like that so you have to be careful who you ask you have to ask your friends so I'm um, asking people that I know, and I'm just and I'm giving them a background of what this is. Um, no one's gonna get naked. No one's gonna get hit with a light tube. It's literally come in the ring, shake your tits, and you, you're welcome to go. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I don't know uh, how many people I could line up. Rob's like, you gotta get a less tattooed girls. I don't know any ta- non-tattooed girls. <laughs> world of tattooed models. So. Um, he might have to like, might have to go to like, you know, back page or something and pick up. A couple of <laughs> I thought this was for extreme. These tattoos are extreme, Rob. What right. the fuck? Well, <laughs> for God's sakes, you know. Um, but uh, um, I saw that he was asking about the heart, uh, the the body match versus um, Big F and Joe. Big I'm I'm actually man. worried for Bob because he gets thrown into like these matches with like Necro Butcher and now um, with Lucky Lucky Thirteen was okay. I mean, like he got stabbed a bunch of needles, but that's fine. Big F and Joe is no joke, uh-huh. <laughs> and, he's, and he's big. He's F and big. That dude is with giant. a Toxic you know, Avenger tattoo. Yes, he does. <laughs> he has the Toxic Avenger tattoo. Mm-hmm. You know, Have you noticed that? No, no. Yeah, on, oh, yeah, on one the- of his calves, he has the uh, uh, Toxic. Toxic. The the lo- like Does he the, really? I, the I look at his eyes. By the way. I'm a <laughs> I think I, I don't look he was at his in the ring. I locked eyes. I look at his package. Well, once in a while, I look at his package. I'm like, I wonder if he's got a lot. He's always making small dick jokes, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that he's going to kill Body. And I, I, I what I, my feeling is, is that Body is going for um, being Deathmatch Wrestler of the Year. So he's trying to step up the the brutality of what he's going to go through. Um, I worry for him because he's a small guy and he's very nice. You know, like when you sit and talk to him or DMs me and he's really cool. He's, he's weird and creepy. You know I mean? That dude is like, God, he's, and he's legit like that. It's not a show. You know, uh, I remember uh, um, um, first Jersey show, 
I'm upstairs. I'll go upstairs to, to see if there's anything left. And he's just walking around with a phone. He goes, Don't worry, just a skinny guy trying to buy some cocaine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> 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 no, no. So he's like that, you know. And and uh and the funny thing is like because my birthday is March 23rd, and the next Jersey show is March 25th. So I'm like, I'm gonna celebrate it there. And Rob's like, Body will give you a blowjob for your birthday. I'm like, body, but I don't know, you know. I, I, you know what I say now? I'm over fifty, it's not gay. It's just a bucket list, right? So, gotta <laughs> <laughs> find out sometime, I guess. Yeah, it's an hard body, for God's sake, you know. Um, Close so enough. I think that match is gonna be. Oh God, it, it it worries me when you see stuff like that, just because he doesn't have a limit, and yeah. Joe doesn't have a limit, and Joe is probably 150 pounds heavier than he is, and so. Him just landing on him, it's it's going to be brutal. So I am looking forward to the to, to it, but I just worry. Um, what's the other match that's announced? It's, Drake uh, versus Elon Nixon. I have no idea who the guy is, but according to Rob, I was listening to his show last night. Um, the guy's very handsome. That's all Rob kept saying. Like, oh, all <laughs> the now. Down, they're, they're knee, they're gonna be soft at their knees. You know, their knees are going to buckle when he comes out. I'm like. Uh, my knees buckled when Latimer came out, so I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know much hotter that guy's gonna be. I, I'm like, hey. <laughs> Latimer and him come out. Oh my God, it's back to this. La 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> happening here? Um, so I, I don't. I guess he's a deathmatch guy. I had to go Google him, but I couldn't find hardly anything on this guy. Um, he's a UK guy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah this match so. in the states. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with him. Yeah, I, I have I have no idea what, what, what this dude's like. Um the tag team match, man, that 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 main event at Jersey, the maximum bleeding, they stopped it early because of his bleeding. I mean, like mm-hmm. as you saw, there's panes of glass that were left over. And yeah, was, I don't know what happened to Necro by the time he got back in the ring from ringside, he, he was pouring blood out of his head. Yeah. Um and um he uh when it and when that glass was thrown at him, and, oh, that was scary. And, and, we were all like, was, yeah. yeah, that was because also the crowd's there, everybody's there. And um, so that was just them two. And these two guys, it was like a legit fight because you hear the punches, you hear everything, you know. And, and um, so now having Masada and Schlack and their defense, so they were a tag team called Faces of Death somewhere. Is that is that the deal? Yes. Um, so I could, so now Necro, who doesn't have paint it has insane pain tolerance um i really do hope it's zandy god i hope it's zandy. Uh, me too <laughs> it would just make it fucking look what the hell i don't know i i have a strong feeling it is but i i don't I, know just because schlack posted a vignette with him that yeah. and, and there's a close-up of zandy and, looking at schlack cut to schlack that, one as a producer editor they both didn't stand there and they were like, okay, well, I hate you for real. I hate you for real. Zandig <laughs> did mention XPW too. He's like, did he really? I, I forgot exactly what he said. Like, XPW bullshit, XPW shit. Like, you can't hear his words, but you see a mouth. XPW. Oh, I, see, I, see. I was like, it's happening. I, I, well, yeah, man, I hope so because if he joins MAGA, he like, should. Are you kidding me? And I'll I'm going to drink. I'll join MAGA if Zandig joins MAGA. I'm just saying, I'm MAGA. You know, uh, I do have white. Uh, the funny thing is, I have red, white, and blue uh, overalls, American flag overalls. I was going to wear two on the shows. And then Necro walks out, and I'm like, oh, shit. We could have been like brothers. <laughs> um, yeah, that one, 
that's going to be a massacre. I, I the bloodshed. Uh, there's going to be maximum bleeding times two because they need more fucking cameramen. You might want to throw this out there to begin with that are willing to go because it's gonna. There's gonna split up. It's gonna be fucking nuts. <laughs> you know the problem. Let me tell you. The problem is these fucking cameramen are tied down with cables. They're they're not they're they're not wireless. So. You know what? Fuck that. <laughs> I would find a way. <laughs> and what happens is like sometimes they, the cable gets tangled in my feet, the wrestler's feet, and they're only they can only go so far. The first Jersey show, they only had one camera guy. They had one camera guy yeah. in, in the hard there that just sat there. And I'm just going, like, how is this guy gonna get all this action? And how is he not gonna pass out halfway through the show? You know, I mean, that's Sorry, a lot of <laughs> I just did that recently. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot yeah, to it deal is. with, especially you're not just shooting a regular match. You're shooting death matches. So you're dodging bullets. You're dodging everything, you know. And I did a, a six-man tag to three fucking teams. <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's, 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 that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that, – because, look, like, there's only one photographer for me, you know, yeah. um, and – Two two video camera guys. So there's luckily every everybody has their own cell phone, so their stuff goes up way before everybody. And they posted that night. Um, But yeah, the 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 tag team. God, man, if it's Zandig, it would be great, amazing. Uh, I don't know who else he would bring in that that would be that high profile, and especially they're showing these videos now. Um, Let's see if they end up on TV. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and Rob Kayfabe's everything. This dude is like so about storylines and kayfabing, which is awesome because yeah. he's like an old school promoter and booker that he believes. I, I shit you not, Jersey Shore, Jersey Shore, Jersey Show. The wrestlers could not leave together because yeah. the fans were. <laughs> he's like, no, you motherfuckers are staying here till the last fan leaves. And like, oh, I want to go, but but that's how it should be. That's I the agree. whole point. You're telling stories. The stories shouldn't just stop. You know, his big things like, you know, you watch like a GCW match and after matches and after the show, they're all fucking taking pictures together at the bowling alley. Where's the storyline? Where's like, mm-hmm. I hate you, I hate you. It's not. It's like literally dudes just butchering each other for the sake of butchering each other. But there should be a reason to do it. You know, that's why good movies with stories, doesn't matter if the acting necessarily is great or the or um, the the horror aspect is great. If, you, if you're... If you feel for the character, that's what matters. And in wrestling, the characters tell the story. So if you're not just watching a bunch of fat dudes with beards, us <laughs> hit each other with, in the head with fucking light tubes, we're just like Matt Tremont and everybody else who does the same shit. Like I watched the GCW match. I couldn't figure out which one was Matt Tremont. They were both big <laughs> bad guys. And they're like, and like oh, he, he's the one with the big not on his head. You know? <laughs> their matches are great. I'm not knocking their matches, yeah. but they all look similar. And if yeah. there's not a storyline to go along with it, you're just like, all right, okay, you know, it's cool, it's gross, and it's you know entertaining. But you, it's a stunt you, show. There's no investment. One hundred percent stunt yeah. show. With with XPW, it, almost every match has some sort of a storyline. Um, and and then that's the part. That's why the TV show is so great. Because I don't know if any other indie has TV shows on the regular every week. I wish. I was well, UEW oh. did. <laughs> I did the UEW TV show for almost five seasons, way over two hundred episodes weekly. Oh, it's a lot. It's it so is. much work, you know. And and especially doing it weekly, you know, and coming up with storylines and making sure people show up because I'm sure you know people are not getting paid. They're coming in because they want to do it. They they love love it. But then if something else comes up, they're not going to show up because it's necessarily not a paycheck. So so it's it's tough. Um, you know, but with Rob, he's 
if he was in LA, it would be a lot easier, obviously, because he would have access to more things. This is why I shot so much stuff with Misha, because I'm like, let's just fill your show with at least with her. You know, with, with and every, for a while, every TV episode had a little skit with her. And they were great. Yep. You know, like the whole Baywatch shit. Man, I remember coming up with them, like, <laughs> let's get to a Baywatch thing. And she had a Baywatch uh, outfit. We went to the beach. We shot some, some really, really cool stuff. Um, and that's memorable. It's going to be memorable forever, you know. And, and that's why, like, now I'm trying to do it more with other people. You know, um, like Dirty Ron, we had ideas with, but then, you know, all the stuff happened with Dirty Ron. Um, and, and and he's local, so it would have been great to shoot stuff with him. Um, so uh, uh, the TV show is is, is what creates these storylines so you can actually – I mean, like, if there was no TV show, there wouldn't be um, Danny at the in, insurrection, you know? Right. <laughs> that was the whole point. Is, uh, there's Danny, you know, at, at, at the Capitol. And uh, so – uh, I think that that's where XPW stands out amongst others, just because on the high level, because Rob never does anything at a at like a low level. He's always trying to outdo. And as you guys know, with Rob, you piss you piss him off. He always says, "I'm not going to start the war, but I'm going to fucking finish it." And he what he did with CCW and uh, Viking Hall, where he rented the whole thing for a year and told them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> ICW, you know, they started shit with him. He's like, "Okay, well, we're renting the hard ballroom now. Go fuck yourself." You know, things like that. Um, and and it's not like he starts the fights. It's just people. They're stupid. You know, they're so stupid. Uh, a lot of these, a lot of these promoters, because if they truly believe what was said about Rob on Dark Side of the Ring, why would you fuck with him? That's right. <laughs> I'm like, if you guys really believe that he's this evil and that connected and got all this shit and that vindictive, why the fuck would you fuck with him? Because tell you what, he's got more money and more balls than any of those guys. By he's done time. And, yeah. yeah. And, and aggression. Like like that dude, piss him off. Go fucking piss him off. You know, and, 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 and these people are stupid because he's very polite and passive. Like, um, after the show, I was the last one to leave, and I wanted to go, and and I just hung out with them. So I I left with with Rob, Cat, and and Rob's cousin, and I'm like, Cat, he needs to buy us food. I'm starving. Cat, she's like, Rob, dinner. So we go to Sonic. This dude is so polite; it's insane how polite he is. To point, it was embarrassing. He's all like, Hi, good evening. Uh, we'd like to order, and then and then the person says something, and then she goes, Yes, ma'am, and she goes, I'm not a ma'am. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Like he's so polite. I'm like, what the fuck is this? You were the, you were in prison for a year. Fucking grab him, punch him in the face, grab him. Let's go. Fuck your pronouns. Pronouns, exactly. And, uh, um, and then you know we pulled up and he was apologetic, and so he's like that, you know. And uh, but if you piss him off, you know, and then he's he's still Rob Black on the inside. You know, two sides to every coin. That's cool. Percent, you know, and that's exactly it. And and uh, and he always talks about his radio show. I'm not gonna start shit. But if you want to start shit, then good luck. Right. And these promoters that ba- barely survive, you know, um, start. It's always start. the East Coast. It's always the East Coast ones too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know what it is. It's a jealousy thing. I have no idea what what, what, what the problem with them is. Maybe, maybe being threatened that there's a guy that's got more money and that's got more pull and, and talent. <clears throat> And talent, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, um, the, the whole thing with CZW originally that was crazy because I was a fan, my brother, and we were big fans of CZW, and then all that started happening. It was crazy because you almost had to pick side as a fan because we were getting threatened by CZW fans, by West Coast promotion fans, by uh, 
then we'll see you at a, uh, event. We're going to beat you up, you know, things like that. Uh, the first show at Viking Hall, um, uh, the first time around, you know, uh, um, my brother was doing internet play-by-play and somebody cut the phone line. Um, so <laughs> yeah, cause so, so there was sabotage of the show where we couldn't do live play-by-play and I was getting texts from a friend of mine going, Oh, the, the message boards are saying nobody showed up to the event. I'm like, it's sold out. There was like over 800 to a thousand people in, in the arena and, uh, but For hostile no, takeover, right? Yeah, hostile takeover. Okay. Yeah, that's the one no. where Terry Funk had his little. Uh, yeah. I remember. I remember yeah. not being able to listen to the play play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because uh, they cut the phone line, and um, and so there, there was no live play by play. Um, so uh, it started back then, and you know, and then and Zandig picked the, picked the fight with Rob. Rob didn't pick a fight with him, and uh, Rob didn't start grabbing like Justice Payne and you know and guys like that to to come to the promotion. It was just weird. Justice Payne comes over and, and jobs to Chris Candido first time. Like, oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> my business, not my business. <laughs> you bring over the CCW champ and he loses to an old man. Well, I guess. Fuck was- <laughs> <laughs> okay, you again, the CCW. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, one other question we did have on Discord: uh, Nina Hartley, who I believe you worked with on something. What yeah, was she like? Incredibly professional. Oh, you know, like these veterans, um, they've been through it all. They've seen it all. Uh, she's incredibly professional, very nice. I worked with her, I think, twice. It was uh, for Tom Byron's productions because he did a, a series called Seasoned Players. Which mm-hmm. was the title, and it was um, just like the older performers. And uh, she was wonderful. And a few times I, I ran into her at expos. I was never a friend with her, but but she was always like just polite. Polite. Yeah. Because, uh, uh, performers from back then, they get it. They They've seen it all. Um, they're not entitled. Um, they're very grounded. Um, it's it's obviously different now with a lot of people. Um, but she was she was wonderful, you know. And uh, talk about old school, like Christy Canyon. Yeah, that, like wonderful, wonderful. Not a lot of people know us. We dated for like two months. That's oh, like the, the big. <laughs> you know, That's a lot, awesome. A lot of guys in the industry. How'd you hook that up? I'm like, I went to a radio show, dressed as like 14 year old kid with my backwards hat, my sneakers, my jersey, and she came up to me after. She goes, "Here's my number." I'm like, "What?" She goes. When I was flirting with you, it was real. It wasn't. I'm like, oh, all right, okay, cool. So, <laughs> like a month or so, because she had the serious radio, XM serious radio show. Yeah, with Ginger. Yeah. Go on there every day and go. Ivan keeps me up all night. Yeah, on the phone. Like, meet up. Hey, babe, man, it's all right. <laughs> uh, it's all night, Ivan, over here. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, she's, you know, but she's like old school, and she's and grounded very polite very very nice um and it's just the old school performers they get it they've been around when it was actually shot on film you know yeah so, yeah golden era yeah. yeah yeah no that's that's awesome and uh thank you so much for coming on we'll have to have you back because there's obviously a lot to talk about a lot of great things coming with xpw i genocide oh my god that's gonna be i'm so something. shocked i'm like i'm like oh there's gonna be a double cage match you got. I don't know if you guys remember that the the, the last the, the one they did last time they yes. hired. I don't know who the fuck they hired, but this fool. So he builds the cage, right? But yeah, or he he measured from the floor up, not from the <laughs> ring apron up. So he had an eight foot or whatever it was um, door or seven foot door, but he had it from the floor. So when the ring apron was up, it was literally like three foot 
hole for people to crawl through to get in the fucking ring. You're like, stupid. What? Seriously? How do you not get that? Because the cage was not on the ring apron. It was on the floor. Um, mm. So, yeah, I remember that part. So hopefully you get a better person this time. Sure yeah. was- I would imagine. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking moron. <laughs> God, man. I wonder what he's going to do this show. I mean, because I don't know if uh, Pomona can hold it's, something like that. It's set up for it's, Pomona. It's set up for Pomona. Or it's unless, listed as Pomona. Unless uh, it's unless it's not going to be in that exact spot. Yeah, maybe. You see, the thing is. No, what, they, you can fit two rings under there because that's there's that whole unused section. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you could definitely. It just, it just. The only concern is it's not so wide. Yeah. So you could only get a certain amount of rows in there. Um, I know he's talking yeah. about doing some kind of an exploding thing. That can't be at Pomona because there's a there's a ceiling. Um, yeah. There's a good parking lot right right yeah, next see, to it. That's <laughs> what I'm wondering. It's some of the but, stuff. But, but the airport, dude. See, that yeah. would be cool because um, the exploding ring matches first time around, man. Whew, it, it, it it's insane because they were the first ones to. To do it in the United States, as far as I know, and Anita was supposed to be part of it. I know Anita did what? the one with Matt Tremont, but um, yeah, that's um, badass. Uh, End of the world said, "There's room." Chad said, "I'm working on it." Oh, Chad's in. Hi, Chad. Well, no, End of the world's telling us what Chad, Chad said. said. Oh, Chad's. Oh, he might have said it on the podcast. Chad's badass. Chad's like an MVP, yeah. man. That dude. You know, like the last show when we were leaving from Jersey, they're all on their knees scraping up duct tape off the floor. Just the the ring crew in on the East Coast. My God, you can tell that the West Coast ring crew stepped it up after seeing the East Coast. Yes, 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 yes. The last LA show, the ring crew was great. And the funny thing is, every time I walk in, they're like, they're like, some call me Ivan, some call me Slavin. They're like, oh man, I love your YouTube channel. I love it. I'm like, oh, thanks. Yeah, they, and then they're very personable. You know, all the ring crew guys on both sides, yeah. they're just very friendly because they're all like want to be wrestlers right or like the wrestlers are training and stuff like that so they're all just waiting for that opportunity some of them on the east coast actually wind up wrestling in some of the matches because i see them later cleaning up i'm like oh okay got it (laughs) bandaged up and shit (laughs) (laughs) well we've kept you two hours thank you so much for coming on and uh we'll definitely have you back and hold on before we start wrapping please oh, promote yes. promote anything yes. you need to you want to and get it out there all your links and everything um my oh, oh, oh look here lunch says what the hell i'm in charge of ring crew well, there you it, go it makes sense rings more than about did, the did you hire documented people or undocumented <laughs> people mr maga munch <laughs> that's the problem because he's worried too much about cock rings and not wrestling rings. <laughs> wrestling ring, not cock ring, okay? Um, uh, promote. Okay, so my Instagram is I am Slyvin, which Slyvin is Slavin Ivan mixed together. So it's I A M Slyvin, S L I V A N. The YouTube channel is uh, RussianViking.com and Two Russians, One America. Um, I'd like to keep that like that and uh, figure something out with Misha so we can keep doing the channel because we have some really cool stuff on there. Um, uh, my Twitter is I'm Ivan Triple X and on Facebook it's just Slava Seidemann, my real name. Um, that's it. That's uh, where yeah, I direct for Alterotic. We shoot girls getting tattooed and doing scenes. I mean, like legit, like getting tattooed and doing scenes and some insane stuff. So if you're interested in watching girls get their buttholes tattooed while doing scenes, we got that. Yeah, <laughs> doing movies like Ho Hunters, things like that. Um, we're uh, we're doing a lot. We, we're uh, planning to do, doing a 
possibly a gangbang with Vladimir Putin, not the real Vladimir Putin. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a little difficult to get him here. You never know. You we'll could reach out. Uh, you know, in Infantile 3, we did a whole thing called Daddy Vladdy's uh, Little Pizzeria. And I have a pizza box with, with Vladimir Putin's face on it. says Daddy Vladdy's Little Pizzeria. That's and, awesome. Uh, I want a shirt. Oh, I have shirts. They're Do fucking you? cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I had wearing one. I had a tank top. Uh, I'm thinking of bringing him back because now that people are realizing that there's more to this story than it is. I'm like, okay, he's evil, but he's not that evil. Okay, let's just chill out. Um, so, so, he's got to uh, bang a girl on the back of a bear or something. That's, right, right, exactly, that's exactly. It'll be all good. Um, so I, th there's a lot of projects coming up that I'm working on, like the Hulk Hunters 2, Ink Motel 4. Um, waiting. There's a bunch of war shows coming up, and uh, um, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to wear to them because I have to step up my game with my award game. Uh, things like that. So that's it. Just very busy. Looking for forward to XPW. With every show, I try to do different lighting setups and do different backgrounds. So I'm constantly reinventing the the photos and uh, shooting promos. And like I said, like I'm planning on doing something with Lindsay Snow. That's going to be really. If we can pull it off, it's going to be really really cool. Um, I actually messaged Lou Dark this morning about doing something with her. So it's not like I'm just looking picking on the ladies. It's, it would be cool to do some with the guys. Guys are just harder to to wrangle in um the girls seem to be a little more receptive to stuff like that so uh yeah it's just uh, uh constantly trying to reinvent and, and figure out how i could do more tv show for for rob because i really enjoy that part um you know and uh, if misha does come back to xpw i would love to do some more stuff with her because there's just opportunities after opportunities uh, i mean she's got barbara Iron nipples for god's sake she's as extreme as it gets you know um, yeah. you, know, you know, so um, yeah, that's about it. And just, just busy 2023. It's, just, it's been busy already since in, in just January. So looking forward to uh, the rest of the year. Looking forward to another genocide. Holy mother. <laughs> we got and, like three more. Zandig. We all should yeah. make a prediction that it's going to be Zandig. And if it's not. It into existence. <laughs> yes, please. I'm going to DM this guy. I don't even know if he has a Twitter. I'm going to DM him. Come on, dude. Let's go. It would be kind of cool. But, uh, oh, we have one last question. Oh, is uh, it Zandig? Is it Zandig? <laughs> no, not Zandig. But well, big... Ref Danielle threw a girl's rule. New XBW ref. Last few shows. I don't know how well you know Danielle. Um, no, I, well, I took some pictures of her. She's very nice. She's very nice. Oh, a big T one. Big T question. Do you watch mainstream mainstream pro wrestling such as WWE and AW? If so, picks for the male and female Royal Rumble tomorrow. Oh, the Royal Rumble's tomorrow. Um yeah. I don't watch it, the WWE. I haven't watched WWE in a long time. I've I Tivo it and uh as of now I'm never gonna watch it. <laughs> yes. Just letting you know. Um because because they cater to some assholes, and I'm not mm. into watching assholes until they get fired. <laughs> so I'm just saying, <laughs> just an FYI. Plus, it's boring. Everything's boring. <laughs> I love, I, it sucks. Um, I, I I love AEW just because they let indie guys do their thing, um, and, and and there's so much drama in AEW, and like real drama that you never know. Like, is CM Punk gonna come back? He's not gonna come back. He's gonna come and punch somebody in the face, or what's gonna happen? And the fact they actually had a death match with Nick Gage versus Chris Jericho, seriously, you know, and yeah. and, and getting pizza cutted while they're doing the Domino's commercial. <laughs> brilliant, unplanned shit that could ever happen. Um, so AEW, uh, uh. 
battle royal. If we're talking about deaths, I could predict one guy, but I don't want to because, uh, <laughs> you know, it's not going to happen. Um, but, yeah, I have no idea. I mean, I think Roman Reigns, uh, from the clips I've seen, is is amazing now. He used to really suck. It was horrible watching him when he was when he was when he was a good guy. His promos were atrocious. Now he he seems like he's got all figured out. Um, yeah, I don't watch WWE. It's boring. It sucks. There's, it seems like there's only one cool faction there, which would be you know Bloodline or whatever they're called. And uh, it's all about AEW for me. AEW and now that I have Fight Fight uh, Plus, I watch all the GCW stuff. It's very entertaining to me. Um, I watch some of the really, really bad wrestling from other promotions. Like there's a Memphis wrestling thing that's horrendous. They have <laughs> they have Buff Bagwell there, and I'm like, oh, he's not buff anymore. He's just gross. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> well, if you're watching Blah, this, Buff Bagwell. Bagwell, still hot. It's, it's stuffed Bagwell now. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, so, so I'll, I'll, I'll like I like flip around and watch some some stuff that because to me, like I just want to watch wrestling and good or bad. It's fun to watch it because. Um, you never know who you're going to see that's going to be big one day. When when my brother and I used to go to the indie shows here, um, I was just talking to somebody about this. We got to see 20 years ago when XBW was just starting out, 20 some, well, over 20 years ago. We got to see, you know, American Dragon wrestle when he was young and Samoa Joe and Spanky. You know, he might hate my people, but I love his wrestling. I mean, I don't really don't care. Um, all the guys are super dragon, who I still think to this day is the best wrestler I've ever seen. It sucks that he never got an opportunity to do anything outside of, I think, one match in WCW where he almost broke his neck doing a move off the ropes. Um, all, there's a lot of guys. I mean, like Excalibur and Scorpio. I mean, there's a lot of dudes that are now in WWE and AEW that we used to watch. Brand new, Adam Pierce. Um, yeah. you know, there's, there's a guy actually from XPW that's there that, um, is a writer, um, who's a good friend of mine. Um, so, so back then it was really cool to watch these indie dudes, uh, not gr- grow up, you know, and, and, and be legends, uh, and seeing yeah. them back then is really, really cool. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming you're talking GQ smiley. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Jakey Money's okay. really, yes, yes, yes. Either way, yeah, whichever he, you want to call him. He was the guy that actually, <coughs> excuse me, he was the guy that flew us out, my brother and I, to Philly for a hostile takeover. He was a good friend. That's cool. When I was in the hospital, he sent me really nice messages. He's, uh, he's a really good guy. Um, creative, creative, creative dude. Um, <clears throat> But um, yeah, the, the so to me that's why I like watching this indie stuff. Um, it's it's you just never know, you know, the diamond in the rough is going to show up and stuff. Do you ever do you ever see? And it, it makes me laugh every time I see it. Every once in a while, someone will post a picture of Excalibur unmasked, and it's the it, Kleinrock picture. And it's Kevin Kleinrock. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I guess there's a YouTube channel that's got the ten top lucha lucha libre guys unmasked. And it's the one time Kevin dressed up as Excalibur for XPW, and they unmasked him, and it was, it was Kevin, and they used that shot. It's like, are you kidding me? What the hell? But yeah, yeah. Well, you know, well, well, the funny thing is with, like, you know, AEW is so woke, but they have Excalibur, who has that video out there. Tornado. What? And they kept him around. They're like, Hulk Hogan is banned from us because he said it in the privacy of his own bedroom. But Excalibur says it in the ring, and it's okay because he's friends with the Young Bucks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. right. but, but 
yeah, but that's things like AEW. AEW is like is literally like a indie with a lot of money. That's what they are. It's yeah, like, they're owned by a fanboy who's who's an indie fan and and a New Japan fan. Because I mean, let's be realistic. Some of the women that they have there, they're there for looks. Some of them. I mean, like I love Japanese wrestling, but some of those Japanese wrestling uh, female wrestlers. I don't know, you know. It's Not like, all are gems. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, like like the 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 really skinny one. I'm like that that shit couldn't hurt a fly. And then she's like like beating Nyla Rose. Are you kidding me? You know, <laughs> at, at what point? With some realism, please. Um, but uh, I AW I I I love AW, especially when they have like the, the, the guys show up from WWE. You know, when CM Punk showed up, that was like I remember. I remember where I was when CM Punk showed up. I was at my friend Sasha's house. Misha was at home, and we're watching it live. And, like, we were, like, losing our minds. She didn't even know who CM Punk was. She just knew that he was a big name but right. and, and how big he was. And I told her some stories about it. And just our pop was like, whoa! You know, like, it, it was amazing. And then when Brian Danielson, and then, I mean, like, the have, like, Adam Cole shows up, and everybody thinks that's the big, the big surprise. And then Brian Danielson shows up right after him. I mean, like, talk about for fans who jizz themselves. That's the moment, you know? And you never expected American Dragon to walk out after Adam Cole. I mean, like, they're just surprise after surprise after surprise. No. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, that's WWE just can't surprise anybody anymore. So, okay, so, so Brock Lesnar comes back. Whoopty whoop, he's come back like 20 times, you know? Who else yeah. is, what, what else are you going to do? No blood anymore. Um, mm. None of that stuff. It's, you know, they're talking about going back to like a attitude era, but no blood. Okay. Well. Yeah, it doesn't work. Can't have a cell, hell in a cell without blood. I mean, exactly. One hundred percent. You know, in the hardcore match, no blood. That makes no sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. I, I, um, you got to do it like Cody and just like have it so all the blood's still in your body from your bruises. Yeah, it's trying to pop out. Ever no, compared to any death match. You see that? And that that poor guy, the pain he must have been in. That sucked the air out of an entire arena. That <laughs> right? You just want to like, dude, just go back. Just go back in the locker room and go to the hospital. <laughs> Good for you. I mean he had to. Can you imagine like the whole buildup and then like he can't he won't he couldn't perform? Shit, yeah, man. That, yeah. He had to. And then I just saw something that his merchandise already sold out before Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Um so but no, I'm not I'm not I'm not watching. I, I got rid of um, my uh uh WWE thing last year and I don't need it. Um it's boring. I mean like a Peacock, at least I, I have Peacock, someone's Peacock is on my Hulu, so I watch <laughs> ECW stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, because and again with 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 canned music, it's not the actual music. Which I can't music. watch the ECW yeah. stuff. Yeah. You just put it on mute when they come out. <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. You go to your iTunes and you put the actual song. <laughs> Please, hey, Metallica. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, Sandman or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I remember on the Go Funk Yourself. I want to say it was the Blu-ray release. All the music's muted. And I remember editing all the music back in, so I or on the DVD. I mean, I could uh, watch it with the music. Is annoyed me. <laughs> I'm gonna need a copy of that, sir, or at I least watch it. That was, that oh, was like okay. 20 years ago. Oh, <laughs> but it'd take like five minutes to do now. Actually, I was gonna say I think I was 14 at that. So man, <laughs> I don't yeah. remember. Uh, well, see, here's the thing: we have we have this thing because like I'm, oh geez, 40 something. Pugs is like 10 years younger, but like we all went to XPW, but we weren't friends then. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
So I was like, you could have been hanging out with me, dude. I was like, you were a child. <laughs> I was a cool child. There's guys, um, there's fans in the crowd that are old XPW fans. And it's really cool. There's a couple of old dudes that actually wind up going to Jersey shows as well. And I was talking to them uh, <clears throat> last show in LA. <clears throat> and they were telling me how XPW saved their lives back then because oh. they were partiers. They were just hoodlums you know <coughs> and um so they said that once they started xpw came around it kind of like motivated them to, to do better and just go to the shows and get a job and um and they're still going they still go to all the shows and they sit front row <coughs> excuse me the funny thing is one of them had this big thing of beer uh one of the shows and and uh, uh, what's his name? Pagano is in the ring. It's so funny. He like reaches out because he wants the beer. So he takes the beer, uh, to the ring, drinks it, and then spits it in Dirty Round's face. And then comes up to the rope. And instead of handing the guy the drink, he just throws the whole cup at him. You know, the whole thing just goes on the guy. And the guy's like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and he picks up his left and he finishes it off. Goes it on the set. I'm like, there you go. There's an XPW fan. You know, and uh, you know, that's the thing is being an old XPW fan, you remember if you're at the show when Sandman walks out, you know, the first mm -hmm. time and the pop, because I remember it was at the Grand Olympic Auditorium and my brother and I were setting up for his live uh, internet play-by-play -play, and then there's drunk Sandman walking <laughs> by us. We're like, he goes, where's the, lo where's the locker room? Over here. And we're like, oh my God, Sandman's here. This is the most amazing thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> so all we wanted to do was wait for that song to hit because the whole crowd sings, you know. Yeah. Dude comes out um and gets in, you know, beer, hits this some Japanese chick in the head in the ring, and it was uh <laughs> it was really cool. That was what XPW brought surprises like that. Um that's something that other promotions never did. It's yeah. small indies because they just couldn't afford it. <clears throat> and Rob could. And now it's the same thing, you know. When when Latimer came out, some of the guys were like, uh, fans were like, who's that? But then when they realized, they're like, oh, shit, he's like the NWA guy. You know what I mean? He's a legit wrestler. That guy looks like a WWE guy. I mean, just size-wise. And you don't get that in other promotions. And the fact that Latimer took took skewers to the head, I never saw that coming, you know? Yeah. And and because uh, he's a guy like that usually wouldn't take him, I wouldn't think, you know? And But I think I think the cool thing is, if Rob could pull this off where he brings in bigger name dudes to fight Masada and they all do the skewers, that'd be really cool, you know, like to bring yeah. guys because that's like a one of a kind thing where where these dudes come in who don't even bleed during their matches, but they'll take fucking skewers to the head. Yeah. That would be really, really cool. Um, I don't know if it's a possibility. I don't know how many guys are willing to do it. Um, the first show, this is this is really funny. So the first show, when I first time I saw the skewers being stabbed in the head. So <laughs> We're backstage. We're backstage between matches, and um, Ruben, who uh, owned Cohen's uh, Mass Republic, a good friend of ours. Okay. Misha and I were like, "You think those skewers are real? You think they're gimmick? They're, because they stick in the head." And and I'm like, "I don't know." So the next match, I grab blood on it, and I take it backstage. And go, they're real. They're real. There's nothing gimmick for them. They're real. He's just sticking them in people's heads. You know, they know when to stop. What when it hits the skull? Yeah. Are you asking? <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I actually asked one of them backstage ago, has anybody ever done a science test? Like, you know, like, you know how they have whatever, whatever they got that, that, that sports science guy. Has he ever done a science test to see if a skewer could puncture a skull? <laughs> you should do like a deathmatch version of it. Where's so Mythbusters where you need go them? inside a body. I just a picture of, of a Japanese guy with scissors stuck in him. I'm like, how far does it have to go before it kills you? You know, <laughs> sports science deathmatch edition. That would be kind of funny. You know something? Cut this I'm out. YouTube channel coming soon. <laughs> death, you know, sports science deathmatch edition. That's really good. We're gonna, we're gonna have to get like an actor who's cool to play, like build a science guy or something, you know, and and then and, and uh, do something like that. I think that'd be, that'd be really, really good. <laughs> How many deathmatches can you do with light tubes before you catch cancer? <laughs> is Danny Danny Ramirez asking about cock rings again? No, he, a little bit. Nicole Bass getting a drink from a fan. That was my neighbor at the first XPW show. Nicole okay, Bass was the neighbor or the fan. I, don't know. <laughs> I just Jesus think much is <laughs> that fucking giant human. Holy moly! Uh, you know, since much is there, I'll tell you. And I told him this too. There, and I don't know if you've when 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 butchers out. I very much enjoy watching the ones that are getting really pissed off in the crowd about the whole thing that's happening. It's just the fu- like what and just how mad they're getting that this thing is a thing and it's happening it's so entertaining it's so you know the crazy thing is how many people will sing along and chant and half those people are prob- probably not even like trump supporters it's wow. just, <laughs> there's a couple the of us here the about indie wrestling is that it's a, an all-inclusive show the yeah. interaction between the fans and the wrestlers and sometimes too close um people play up to it because the first time or second time when he came out in la the whole crowd chanted, let's go, Brandon. And I'm like, oh, my God. Is <laughs> Wait, did we start that? We started that. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. We chanted that. We chanted white privilege. What, uh, what, we, chant, uh, we had a bunch of shit. Yeah. Basically, the fucked up ones, those are coming from me. Usually, yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's funny. We you want know, Soul Taker here so bad. Oh, my God. Please. You know something? There was a guy. He goes to both shows, and I thought he was a fucking asshole but he's actually donated to my toy drive which is cool so the maggie guy with the hat uh yes the oh, bald yeah, okay. uh, white guy yeah. with bald head for jersey show show right um uh, uh soul taker comes out or ninja taker yeah. and this dude is screaming hard r taker yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like if, and i'm assuming he wasn't yelling he actually hard hit him with a shovel you know, and this dude just like, and the whole crowd's quiet, and all you hear is like, eh, "Take her, eh, take her." I'm like, oh my I, God. I would defend this dude. It's XPW. Everyone's talking about safe space. This is the place to do it. Go for it. <laughs> but there's a fan that did come up to him, and I got pictures of it. And I had the GoPro rolling, so I'm like, I'm just gonna roll just in case there's a punch happens. And he walks in and goes, "You fucking say that one more time, I'm gonna knock you the fuck out." And the guy's like, "Ah, oh, you know, I'm just having fun." I it's his out. name. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. well, that's that's the whole point. The guy yeah. calls himself that, so you know, it is what it is. Dad you know, is that, so that's, scared that's right now. That, <laughs> uh, I don't know. We'll move along, Dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> oh man, yeah, that is huge, man. Holy shit, that guy's, that's a big man. The, the, the hmm. promo Zach. of the year. I don't see yeah. how anything can get could, could <laughs> the Chris Benoit promo. Yeah, that that so made us clutch gold. our pearls, and that doesn't happen. <laughs> I don't drop my jaw, that should drop my jaw. <laughs> <laughs> Give you know, the first, the first Jersey Shore. The first, Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore. <laughs> it's, it's natural, dude. <laughs> I'm backstage, right? And and uh, um, Soul Taker walks up to 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 fucking uh, Necro Butcher and goes, "Hey, man, I'm going to join the MAGA party. I'm going to be I'm going to be the Negro Butcher." I'm trying not to laugh, and then Necrobutcher's laughing, and I'm like, I'm gonna be the Negro Butcher. Okay, apron and now I want that to be the mystery partner. If it's not, if it's not dark meat matters. Well, hopefully genocide can live up to this show. <laughs> Boy, and all the things we've called for. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, I, I hope I could get enough girls for the extreme because Rob's gonna lose a shit. Um, <laughs> I, I have faith in you, buddy. I'm, I'm gonna start promoting it. I'm gonna have to. Like, I was debating trying to figure out how to do a promo. I don't know if Misha's still in here, but Misha, I was trying to fucking reach out to you because I think that she could, if. She's, she's going to be back. Somebody needs to do a promo promoting and trying to uh, recruit girls for Miss Extreme. I think it would be really cool. Um, uh, so uh, that part, that, that's kind of like, like I feel like I'm like responsible for that because I'm in, in the industry. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. I think Rob doesn't disappoint unless somebody disappoints him, you know, or whatever. He doesn't show up. Um, but I'm looking forward to see who this uh, guy is. I hope it's Zandig. Um, he's always got surprises. Every show has been surprised so far. I mean, it's not a level of Brian Danielson or CM Punk, obviously, but but for indie world, it's it's. Oh, uh, when good. he brought out Angel, he did for me. <laughs> that, that was a big fucking deal. <laughs> that match, yo, okay, yeah, you. So, so with that Angel, match. my brother and I followed him for a year, uh, doing a documentary on him. Like we got so much footage of him and uh, lost touch. We never finished the documentary. So that first show, I go back to the locker room because everybody's doing the meet and greet, and there's a guy sitting there and he's staring at me and smiling like this is dirt staring at me it's flirting and he's like slava and i'm like angel i haven't seen him in probably 20 years mm, and wow. i'm like oh shit you know and then so so it was really cool to see him he's he's such a nice guy you know and even back then when um he was going through all this stuff he was the one guy we were always worried about um about the stuff that that he was doing the, the falls like that fall in pittsburgh where he missed the oh, oh my yeah. god he was in a wheelchair for weeks um, he said when he rolled over, he felt things moving around inside his body. Oh my god! And um, you know, and he was uh, such a team player, beyond the team player, and uh, wonderful, wonderful guy. And you know, he's older, so that he just came out for that show, and then and then he goes, I don't think I, I can do, I can wrestle anymore. You know, I'm out of shape, and and I don't know if I want to do this because he's got a regular job. You know, he's married and all that stuff, and so. He uh um when when they announced that he was going to wrestle, I was like, he is. Oh, all right. And and that was a very memorable match because that's the match that you know his comeback match. I don't know if he's going to do any more matches. And that's where Misha bled. That was insane, you know. And um and 
everything they actually they had a lot more planned for it just time wise and things like that but that match was i mean like drake and schlack won death match of the year that could have been yeah. yeah because of the violence and the women involved in it and then veronica could like take a, like a like a power bump to a chair oh, yeah. oh, man i'm like oh my god it's a 50 year old woman just taking a power bump through a chair jesus christ um you know, that was it, Nancy. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, was, that was that was a lot, and um, um, yeah, Angel. You know, and the, the, there's not a lot of uh, old school uh, XPW guys left. You know, um, and Crack was there at the show. You know, hell, there we go, Crack's here. Um, but that's about it. I don't know who's who's even around anymore, or is uh, you know. Oh, it can't be Messiah because Messiah was an expert. I mean, Rob said Messiah. I, the, whoever the, the the surprise tacking partner has never been an XPW. Okay, so well. can you imagine if it was Messiah? Oh man! But <laughs> yeah. we know it's Zandig. not at least three people. <laughs> yeah. I, I just Zandig. It needs to be fucking Zandig. Please. It has to be. You know, uh, I I really hope so. And and if it is, I don't want Rob to tell me. I want to be surprised when I uh, when when I get to. Uh, to, to the locker room. So if you guys see me at ringside and I have a black eye, it means I passed out. That means gotcha. <laughs> Next time I see you, I'm giving you a hug. Do you? We are now buds. Yeah, I never say anything because before the show, you're just so busy. Well, you we always see you walking <laughs> yeah. around, running back and forth because uh, you're right. Uh, who said you're the hardest working man? Uh, Drake, yeah, he's right. Yeah. You are the hardest working man. We do see you moving back, going to yeah. doing your thing. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot because. Also, like, if I had two cameras, I would leave one backstage that's ready for the exposure and one ringside, but I don't. I have one. So I'm like, mm-hmm. so so as I'm running, I'm, like, switching the exposures. Sorry. And with the wrestlers that are super bloody, I, like, literally, like, come on, like, please don't wipe off. Like, um, yeah. uh, the, the last show with with um, with Lindsay Snow, the three-way where Ludark won the belt, I yeah. it was a three-way. The match wasn't over once she was eliminated. And she was drenched. I wanted to get those pictures. So she's walking out. I walk up to her go, please don't wipe up uh, or don't clean up. And and I went back and finished the match. And as soon as the match was over, I grabbed a couple of uh, uh, celebration shots and ran straight to the back before her blood dried so I could get the pictures. So it's it's just nonstop. Once it gets going, it's go, 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 go. I don't even have time to eat. Ruben, my friend, he'll go get a pizza and he'll bring it in the room. He's like, hide it. This is for you. You know, and I'll, I'll have a couple of slices. But, but, uh, it just uh, it just goes. I mean, like that first California show was six and a half hours. We didn't yeah. get done until like three in the morning, you know. And then the next day, wake up and get craps because you're dehydrated. I couldn't even get out of bed. Um, but I, I love it, you know, because to me, because uh, I had a friend. I have a friend who's like, oh, I want to come out and help you do stills. Then then I become like selfish. I'm like, no, but I like to do the stills. <laughs> I, like, I like the ringside. I like the backstage pictures and stuff like that. So I I don't mind it. I wish there was another photographer that just was there. You know, to do pictures, uh, maybe one with a flash on camera flash. So we have variety of images because I don't use on camera flash. I think it takes away from the whole drama of the actual grittiness of this the, the action. Um, you had a few other photographers, though, at California, too, though, from my memory. So. There were. And there was um, one guy. He was there for two L.A. shows with an on camera flash. Never saw him again. Never seen any picture. I have no uh, idea who he was from, where, what, what, what why we, he was there. Sean Eric, Sean. is that? It's probably him. I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, there was I, two, I, two other photographers. I'll hit up Sean. Hmm. It might be. I know he did one of the, sh- uh, at least one. But yeah. yeah, he has the flash and all that. Yeah, yeah. You know, to, to me, and the flash looks cool in some shots, 
but it takes away from everything else because now they're lit. Everything else is dark around them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so so to me, I'd rather do the the natural light because then it creates that more dramatic look. You know, like the shadows from above if they're laying down and they're lit up. And so, um, I, I I just think that's just a lot more yeah. cooler to tell that story. You know, and um, so uh, yeah, to me, I, I just love it. I, I don't I I'm never look at it as hard work. I look at it as exercise. That's why I wear my Fitbit so I can count my steps. There you go. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> twenty thousand steps. You know, it's a lot, and it's up and down, up and down, up and down. Um, oh, because there's yeah, the, yeah that one. Insane. Yeah, yeah, upstairs. yeah, yeah. You, I do the pictures up, upstairs in the little hallway. Um, so it, it's it's a lot, but I, I enjoy it. I mean, it's like it's such a great escape, especially when. Um, we get to stay in the hotel, so don't have to go back. Like the last LA show was the first time I didn't stay there. I drove in that that morning and drove back that night. So you miss that whole connection with people and hanging out with people and talking to people because you're just so busy. You come in, you set up, shoot, and leave. Uh, the Jersey thing was great because of the fact that we could just sit and hang out. And and you know the funny thing is um, uh, when I landed. In Jersey, I text Rob. I get to the hotel. I'm like, "Hey, how do I get in my room?" He goes, "You're rooming with Big F and Joe." I'm like, "What?" Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you so, didn't notice the trauma tent? No. <laughs> no. No, he was never in the room. I never oh, saw him yeah. in the room until he was sleeping, and then I was just looking at his junk. You know, just so you uh, know. he didn't look alone. <laughs> <He's a> <laughs> you know? So that's so the problem. He, uh, so I DM him. I'm like, "Hey, we're roommates. I'm uh, I'm I'm in the room," and he goes, "I'm next door, Necro's room." So I, I uh, walk over the God, man. This it's such a surreal moment that obviously you can't shoot this stuff. And, and Rob was like so upset at one point, I guess, because uh, 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 hardcore hillbilly was like kayfabe, not kayfabing, like who's in the room with him and all this shit. So he's trying to like tell tell the everybody's business. I'm not gonna do that because I understand how it works. At least I'm trying to learn. But um, so I go next door and I knock on the door and person opens the door and all i see at the end of the room is necro sitting there with a beer and a joint and he looks at me and goes oh brother i'm sorry i saw all that shit hopping online and fuck that guy and i'm like then he gave me a lecture about women and stuff like that but uh but uh um it was surreal to me because he never really talks to me you know and and then sitting next to him and he's like so he's got a beer he's got a joint and he hands it to me go i don't smoke and he goes i'm not giving it to you smoke pass it down he goes I don't want to hold it anymore. Pass it. <laughs> sorry, sir. Sorry, sir. Sorry, sir. Um, and, he's like, and then he like leans in and goes, he goes, look, look, look. I don't care if you smoke. If I hand it to you, just hand it to the next person. That's it. That's your. That's that's the game plan. Like, okay. And th- that's so much fucking beer there. It was insane. Oh, my God. These dudes. Man. Wrestlers. You know, and they could pound them, I guess. I don't drink and I don't smoke weed, so I just kind of sat there. Next Jersey show, though, it's my birthday. So I'm fucking going to drink, and uh, Danny Ramirez could play with my uh, cock ring, even though I don't have one. <laughs> you got time to get one. It should be a birthday present. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. I, I think uh, love advice from the Necro Butcher, the MAGA Butcher. Is Mega just player. about the coolest thing I can imagine. <laughs> to me, it was the most surreal thing was that, that YouTube series. He's telling me about women. I'm like, 
and then and there's a couple other wrestlers look yeah 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 i'm going you motherfuckers about to go bang some rats so so okay because one of them was like i gotta go i got i'm hooking up with a chick i'm like okay well, good for you so, yeah. i don't know why i made that voice it wasn't schlack it was, schlack. <laughs> it, was, it was supposed to be generic wrestler whoever <laughs> they all sound like this you just gotta throw in a brother at the end and then you nail any yeah, brother exactly <laughs> it's crazy how legitimately everyone says that. yeah yeah it's so funny. It's so funny. And, uh, but yeah, that to me, that was a, that was the surreal. Okay. It was actually the, basically like the mega MAGA room. So, you know, I could say that, that, uh, hardcore, uh, hell, uh, hillbilly was there. And so was, uh, uh, necro butcher, MAGA butcher. And, uh, and that dude, and he's so young. That guy's only 21 years old. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? And, yeah. yeah. So, so I'm like, hold oh, you're 21. I'm like, ah, that's why you act like that. I get it. He's like, you got to bring me to one of these award shows. I'll be your bodyguard. I'll dress in a suit. And I'm like, you just want to be around girls. You don't care about <laughs> Like, this is my safety, precious cargo. Are you, are you for real? <laughs> be getting stabbed in the corner and he'll just be yeah, right? off there at the evil angel booth. <laughs> exactly. But you know the cool thing is like with Danny, like every time I would walk in the room, he'd be go, the Hall of Famer's here. And I I'm like socially awkward. Like I like I'm shy. So when I'm in the room with a bunch of people, I'm definitely not the center of attention, don't want to be. And I walked into the room with all at the night after the show. Oh um, I walk in the room and shit you're not, like majority of the rosters in there. And uh I walk in, Danny opens the door and he goes, The Hall of Famer's here, and everybody Hall of Fame. Oh, and I'm like, okay, this is so embarrassing, but it's really cool. But it's, yeah. embarrassing. You know, it's really cool, embarrassing. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go, guys. Uh, this is really awkward. Uh, there, he is. there he is. Munch, I was there, but I don't smoke weed. And I had an asthma attack. Another one? Yeah. Goddamn, dude. He actually left and went downstairs in the lobby and I guess woke up while all these families were having breakfast around him in the, you know, in, in the, in the breakfast area. And I guess Sage showed up back from the from the ER and had to drag uh, Danny that out. long. I know she had to wait like six no. hours. Damn, yeah. and yeah, probably like an eight they, hour round they trip got home. Yeah, yeah, like yeah she didn't get back until like seven or something like that. Six or seven Jeez. in the morning. Mm. Once again, <laughs> fuck that hospital, Rutgers, whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, they had to switch ERs because when uh, we were driving to get Sonic, um, Rob was on the phone with her, and she was like, "I'm still waiting in the ER." So he had. Um, one of the drivers go and pick her up and take her to another ER because she was sitting there for hours. And I mean that that it was nasty, you know. Like mm-hmm. you see, like the skull. So that needs to be patched up fairly soon, you would think. But uh, um, saline at least. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah she, she said, or Kyle said, she was hurting more at home now. Oh, than oh it God, was, What's it Med, like? You know. I'm sure meds were wearing. Off. I don't, you know, we know what she got, but you know, Danny was showing us. Um, videos of them too when they were working for that other promotion years ago um I don't know, they, they, ring they, announcing uh yeah yeah like L- the, the, lcw yeah, right? yeah, yeah probably lcw when she was managing sage is a beautiful woman back then she was badass hot holy mother of god i was like what the who's that sir holy mother because she's so pretty like when you see her without makeup and she's so nice and and then and then he showed, I was like, Yowza. Wow. Okay. I've actually known her since she was 14. Now I know who the player is. Next to him, it's Kyle. Yeah, <laughs> Holy mother of God. Legion <laughs> Championship Wrestling. Yeah, that's LCW. what it's called. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know if you heard Pugs. Pugs has known Sage since she was 14. 14. Yeah. We grew really? Yeah, yeah she's yeah. my homie. She's only 17, so you're known each other for three years? Yeah. Pugs <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually made her jacket. Yeah, really? I made her entrance jacket, the yeah. pumpkin one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no shit. Oh, so you do stuff like that too? Yeah, Whoa. I so I so yeah. AWS Sage. AWS. Oh, also. Oh, okay. yeah. I guess you're, he was showing you some AWS too. Yeah. AWS. Oh, that was the uh, one I'll, at uh, Frankincense. Yeah. The, okay, yeah, the, the, the Frankincense because that that guy sold like tapes too, right? Yeah, bars. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wh- why didn't you show many UEW much? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> the only promotion all the time. Oh my god, that was so much fun. Yeah. Um, and, and the best part was the best part. I, I have you guys. Did you guys go to Frankincense shows back then? I didn't get shows. Yeah. I've been to one. Uh, so we used to go there quite a bit because back in the corner, in the Wild Child who ran it, uh, ran the Rev Pro out of there. Uh, Angel wrestled there once in a while, and um, so we would go. And you know, you're standing in line to go inside, and right to the right of you were a bunch of kids playing Dungeons and Dragons, right? <laughs> and the this is the best part. So these wrestling fans, Marks, are making fun of the Dungeons and Dragon guys, and I'm like, <laughs> we're gonna go watch <laughs> wrestling, right? You're making fun of them. We're we're all nerds. <laughs> Buying comic books and gonna go watch wrestling, but you're making fun. Of, I've never played Dungeons and Dragons, but you're making fun of them. We're gonna go watch you guys watch each other like this. We are doing the same thing on different levels. <laughs> yeah, they're rolling dice, and we're just sitting there. Yeah, at least they're doing something. <laughs> at least they're having some physical activity. <laughs> <laughs> they're working out their hands. <laughs> there is. Um, nice. Um, yeah, Frankincense is cool. Like I haven't been there in a while, but that that's like nerd heaven. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, I love Bunch that. Cool one. shit and it's delicious smart. food. <laughs> so. Do they have delicious food? They yeah. do. Every now and again, they have this train that has a barbecue pit in the back. That shit's awesome. And do then they they're not the new one. I you know I haven't really been going. I've been there once since they okay. changed locations. Wait, they change locations? Yeah, there are now there are a couple exits away. Oh, it's a, and it's, yeah, and it's an air conditioning air conditioned building this time. You want a little bit of trivia? <laughs> there is a oh. there is an XPW AWS connection. Really? The All of the tables <laughs> yeah. at California XPW shows were ones I got from Bart from AWS from Frank and Sons. Yeah. Those are they got all new tables, and uh-huh. I got those tables super cheap. <laughs> ah, there you go. <laughs> hey, man, the money they see the death matches are so expensive because the weapons are yep. expensive. Like light tubes well, are not cheap. Like, yeah. when you watch, like like Matt Tremont's promotion uh, in ICW. I'm going. That's why they don't pay the wrestlers. They spend all their money on fucking lights. <laughs> Holy shit! I, I remember. We don't even keep the lights on. <laughs> yeah, he's like, can we keep? Yeah, right, exactly. All rattle tubes, take one out. Don't yeah. need to get in the face with one. Man, they're expensive. I didn't know they were that pricey. I thought they were like fifty cents a pop. They're not. They're like two, three bucks a pop. Holy shit! Yeah. So when like when like a guy steps on one, like oh, there goes three bucks. Somebody just didn't get paid tonight. Yeah. Hell. <laughs> I know the, the first thing Masada does is like break a bunch of tubes. It's always like oh, that's thirty bucks. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still, and doors can't be cheap. Panes of glass can't be cheap. You got to look for like doors. Like the trick I was told was go to like Habitat for Humanities uh-huh. because they, you can get all the used doors. 
so that you know that once people donate then they yeah. sell them off for cheap you can get lucky and find shower doors and stuff like that too oh <laughs> but those doors what are they made of they're like they look like cardboard they're not even like the, yeah you got to knock on them there first yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're right those they're, doors are like bedroom doors they're not front door doors right yeah doors exactly like thick they're not gonna break yeah they're um, inside doors yeah yeah inside doors yeah yeah because when they pop open but uh, yeah. yeah, you could kill somebody throwing them into a real. Like, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, front yeah, of yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah some of the, like, was it the, the one of the shows in LA? They had a table with three legs. So they had three <laughs> legs, they had a third one in the yes, like, Okay, I want to tell you this right now. I told the ring crew there was three legs. You have to take off the center one. They said they had it. They didn't do it. It was so stupid because Mickey Knuckles I'm almost so died. Bad. She almost died, and and uh, who should Ludark almost died because they were yeah. they couldn't break the table. I'm like, of course I'm gonna break. There's a fucking one in the middle. Leg, yeah, and it was probably so Nothing. heavy having the third leg there. Holy shit! <sighs> I, I've never me. even seen a table with three legs. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like I think a little 12, 14 footer of that. Uh, maybe that's you know, what the you, know, you, know, you know why that table had three legs, right? Because it was it was black. Ah, <laughs> darker table. <laughs> All right. I think on that note, we said we were close it on the dick joke. We said we were wrapping like big 45 joke, minutes big ago. Dick joke. Big dick Dudley joke. Fuck yeah, dude. All right. Um, huge direction. Huge direction. Yes. Oh, wait, wait. Is it? Don't you? Oh, oh, wait. What is it? Ivan Erection. Thank you. There we go. <laughs> I knew you had one too. I was originally. <laughs> um, but yes, I know we we did we said we were leaving. Like <laughs> we kept you a little ago. longer. Stories just keep coming. All these. I, yeah, it's easy. <laughs> Slava, I'm going to put you on the spot. You're going to come back on the show for us, right? Oh, dude, this was great. This was fuck like yeah. The best I had in the ever. All right, <laughs> cool. I'm going to pitch you Think- something off air too. Yeah, thank you for spending this time with us. We really appreciate it. You're fucking oh, awesome. You got stories for days, and I want to hear all of them. So please, yeah. uh, on See, here or like when we, we hang out. Like we have a connection. Like so I was a child. <laughs> it's funny. Like I, other than Dan, pretty much all of my closest friends are because of XPW. Mm-hmm. Yet at the time of the first run, I didn't talk to anyone there. It was like there was three of us. We went because we bought our front rows, went left. But we all like connected later at, a di- at different promotions. It's weird. Huh. Wow. It's yeah. Nice. What's small world? XPW brings friends together. Look at that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Think. Actually, you know, one last thing you just did that. So I've been taking pictures, close ups of the wrestlers with my ring light. And so it creates a circle. I'm actually going to try to find where I could make an X. So I could take pictures oh. of them with the X showing up in their eyes. I think it would be a lot cooler than the, the, the circle. So if I could find one that, that I could shoot through it and then put a couple of so it's an X would be really really cool. So that's that's my game plan. That find something like that. All right, um, let's wreck our brains. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah. All right, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us in the chat tonight, and uh, thank you once again, Slava. And we'll see you guys back here for Squared Circle Society on Sunday. Yes, sir. And. Uh, then flesh and horror on Wednesday. So yep, flesh and horror Wednesday. All right, guys. Good night. See you next time. Good evening, pugs. I'll see you in Disneyland. Thank you, Slava. Thank you.